is going on, guys? It's Yoji. Welcome to Fatal Connections, uh, a Path of Exile community podcast, episode 48. Uh, we're joined by Enki, aka the guy with Enki's arc, which uh, the build guide everyone knows, should know. If you don't know it, you're doing something wrong. We are joined by Battle of the Mage and Catmaster the OP, and uh, me, who is It's Yoji. I also play Path of Exile sometimes. And uh, yeah, we are some weeks into the league. I don't even know at this point anymore. I'm still playing, so that's that's a good sign. Um, yeah, Catmaster. Yeah, uh, great to have you on, Yoji. Thanks for this amazing intro. Uh, I think it's the 20th of this month, so like like 32 days ago was when the league started. It, it definitely like doesn't month. feel like... Yeah, yeah. It definitely doesn't feel like a month, and I don't know whether it feels shorter or longer. Probably longer for me, because I moved houses in between, and I did so much in softcore. But yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like one month in. I don't know what it feels like. What does it feel like to you, Enki? It feels very shorter than that. Feels like it just started like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Can't confirm. Like normally at this, this point is... of a league, I would probably be looking at like the end of my main play time of the league, but I'm still still going strong, so that's good. That's this nice. this does feel like about two weeks, doesn't it? Yep. Two. Like, three I feel weeks, like maybe. my main push characters are done, and now I'm like I've got currency, and I want to start playing with weird stuff. But, like, I'm not bored at all yet. Normally, the end of the first month, I'm starting to be like, mm, okay. Like, I feel like I've done most of this league. What should I do now? Like, should I look for a private league or a hardcore re-roll or a solo self-found re-roll or something? But I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feels good. I've been having a lot of fun uh, with practicing some stuff. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Maven Fight later. Uh, we made it onto the topic list as the last topic, but I did actually actually do a solid amount of uh, of Maven practice on one of my old characters with ZDPS. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm only slowly now getting back into HCSSF, but I'm already, I already decided I'm not going to roll another character because in a week from now, Badger's Private League starts and then... Uh, Next to that, I'm going to have to do gauntlet practice for whenever that's going to happen. Well, yeah, the gauntlet as well. I can't even imagine some of the boss fights in the gauntlet, honestly. The Maven invitations with <laughs> the feared with gauntlet modifiers and stuff oh, like that. The breach lords. The breach lords as well, yeah. Yeah, I, I need that, to go into a gauntlet, gauntlet practice league to actually find out how many of Maven projectile spells are multiplied by uh, added projectiles. Just from like looking at it, a lot of things look like projectiles. I would say I could yes. could get Spoiler pretty crazy. All of them. <laughs> Most, yeah. The lasers don't like the she has lasers and projectiles, basically all of the fight. So, <laughs> yep, no. it's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's. I'm probably not doing that to be honest. Nope. <laughs> I never. I almost never do the gauntlets. I don't know. I just. I love watching. I them. can't get. About hardcore, I love. I also love watching them. It's yep. so much fun. As a viewer, yes, that's just not. That's a lot of work and a lot of practice for someone who's definitely going to die in Act Three. Like I'm not. <laughs> that's pretty bold. I don't think I would make it past my veil. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the big brick wall is uh, is Arakali. Uh, bullshit, not Arakali. Uh, the Weaver. The Weaver. The Weaver yeah. The Weaver takes a lot of a lot of people. I've seen the rip clips. I found Hillock to be pretty mean when I tried it. <laughs> I didn't expect that. He, he bonked me pretty hard. Mm. 
Yeah, Hillock is, uh, is a tough nut as well. Especially with the, the melee guys that get only a melee skill on the beach. Yep. It, 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 it's an acquired flavor. I mean, once you get the hang of it, you can just run circles around him, especially now that um, since Legion they added the, the cone. right? The uh, actual targeting of the exactly. thing, yeah. Where when you don't stand in the attack, you don't get hit. But before that, it was terrible. <laughs> it's painful. Uh, should we quickly talk a little bit about what builds we all been playing? Because builds is a big topic that we want to talk about. Because I, I feel like there's there's a lot of variety in the meta, and for me personally, there's not a big clarity what's going to be the clear best choice for the gauntlet. So I'm obviously also trying to to already formulate a strategy for the gauntlet. I have some options in mind, but. I know what Anki's playing. <laughs> I have an Did idea. I have a rough it's a idea. It's a secret. Secret build. No one has it's ever seen it before. No one will expect it. Okay. <laughs> no, but I've been obviously playing my Arkwitch in a small private league, which is by a fellow streamer called Atquasada. It's a group found private league with no with no um with no market at all. And um, basically, we just communism league, <laughs> communist league. Basically, we just trade okay. everything that we need, and all the gears have crafted at this point. It's it's been a great experience, and I've done almost all content except for the fiat because I'm still missing a cortex at this point. I've actually just level two hundred before the stream on the build. Been a bit stalling on it, but yeah. It's, nice. it's been, it's, it was nice. pretty pretty smooth later on once I actually got the gear. So I'm um, I'm happy with the build. Which ascendancy is that at this point? It's elementalist right now. Okay. Because I, I you've been when is exactly uh, maybe that's a good thing to talk about because maybe not everyone is familiar with your famous arc witch guide. When did you? Uh, no, they are. No, they are. Yeah. <laughs> when did you first write it? Uh, I think I actually published it on Christmas in 2014. Wow. <laughs> okay, I've been updating it ever since. Yeah, there's no specific reason why it was on Christmas. I completely forgot that it even was on that day, but I just recently, before the stream, I actually had to check when I made it because it's been so long ago. And yeah, it has been, been an up and down since because it wasn't always in the best place, let's be honest. Yeah, Ark has seen some, some ups and downs. I mean, it feels like it was always in the best place it could be for it being an Ark Witch. It's just that sometimes Ark Witch has been garbage. Just there's nothing you can do about it. That's one way to put it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, if you're still going to play an Ark Witch, this is as good as it gets with, in those times. <laughs> yeah. But currently, I'm, I'm really happy. I, I still found some things to improve, but that's for next patch. You know, that build guide has become like the gold standard for like new player guides too. Like it's it's hard to beat that. It's far too in depth. I mean, <laughs> it explains like half the game. It's not just the build guide. It's like you explain like like all the other stuff. That's what I found impressive when I actually first looked at it. I was like, yo, this is just not a build guide. This is just like a guide to the game with a build, which is I think yeah. true. But I must say, I've seen lots of other great guides. In the recent years, 
And I'm glad that, for example, Case Vector Guide really took off as well for a reason and so many other guides. Well, I really like uh, Shack Central's uh, Vortex, yeah, that Vortex one, guide. Yeah. That, that one, like one, the gold dot or gold is one. That's like so comprehensive. He covers like all the things Vortex and gold dot. That guy lives gold dot basically. <laughs> Super nice. Yeah, I, I actually played my fair share of gold dot uh, recently, and I was thinking about writing a guide, but when I saw that one, I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> "Well, it's already been covered correctly." <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I could make a video, right? And I. But I think he's also making videos now, so that he, he's got you covered. Like, next okay, build. <laughs> yeah, I'll just do another build. <laughs> That's also how I always feel about when, when I want to make another guide, then I look around and see, oh, there's already a great guide for it. Why would I even? Do you, do you feel like you can't make another guide? Because if you do, it has to be that good and that in-depth. And you're I just like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I think it really depends if it's... If it's targeted at new players, then obviously. But if it's a more high-end guide, I, I actually had way more guides than just art guide. I had I don't I stopped counting, but for some reason only the art guide took off, so I kept going with it. But I've always tried putting out other guides, but yeah, usually they were more let's say high-end and more end-game stuff that I couldn't yeah. really put as much work into because a new player will not get there anyway, since it's, it takes corrupted items and such. And for someone who can get those items, I don't think I have to explain the entire game to. <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You have certain beginner kind of builds that are really available for people, also if they don't do extensive trading, and then other builds really require very specific gear to hit the thresholds that you want to be at. Hmm. That, that's a factor that I've been looking at for, for Gauntlet or whenever people ask me what, what is good to start with when they want to play HCSSF. Some builds require some really specific stuff for endgame that involves a lot of RNG. And other builds, like what I always say, Toxic Rain or Caustic Arrow, it's so easy to get your endgame weapon because you can farm six-link bows from the cards and you can craft the plus three bows so easily. Well, not anymore now because... Pale Council is super hard to access. You're not in trade. Mm. It, it in actually comparison. isn't. I, 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 it's only hard to access if you don't do prof spam your prophecies with the coins you get. But now that I've actually like, done it, I'm, I'm like pretty close to getting it. Not well, only I, mean, I would neglect like, like, prophecies because I was used to getting the level five prophecies anyways, and then once I like, realized, whoops. I kind of have zero of them yet, and they don't just don't drop anymore. I realized, okay, damn it! So I have to actually do prophecies, block prophecies, and do that. Once I started doing that, I'm I'm actually progressing really fine towards it. You just have to do it the old way before everything just crapped out. <laughs> Level five prophecies. Okay, makes sense. It it it's interesting that that happened, and they didn't tell us. Yeah, that I was didn't mean. go into this league knowing that I needed to start using prophecies again, that yep. I wouldn't get the good ones on the ground. Why didn't I know that at the beginning? I feel like I should have known. Yep. Because then we would have all multi-mod recipe by now, but I, I don't have mine by now. And yeah, but I'm close. I think I need one more level five prophecy and then I've, I got all of them. Hmm. But I kind of would have liked to know, as you say, they should have just mentioned that we adjusted the drop rates of like high high tier prophecy chains or whatever and like lowered them to 
I don't know, make it more so that you get the prophecies and what what they would write in a Pratch note. That would have been fine. Just like mention lowered it to zero. You cannot get the fives. Yeah, which one can you, you can get? Can you only get ones? I I don't know because I by default had everything but the fives hidden on the loot filter. Because why <laughs> would I ever show any others? Yep. Obviously, that's going to have to change <laughs> for the league start filters now. Yeah, but but I would have changed that beforehand had I knew. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> Apparently you can only drop one even if the higher one's active. That's what most people have been telling me as well. It's hmm. interesting as someone told me yesterday that actually the, the keys, like the keys for the pale court that you get from the prophecy number five, oh. they are around an X in trade league but the no, the other way around. They're around 30C but the prophecies, the number five prophecies are actually an X because you get more than just the key. You actually get the other crafts, like the cannot roll attack. Yeah. yeah. Plus, the keys themselves just come from, like, fragment incubators and delirium oh, right. things and stuff like that. So they just no, they drop can, from everywhere. Yeah, they can also drop from, like, a lot of... Like, anything prophecy tagged can sometimes drop them. They're pretty yeah. rare, but you can get them, yeah. And also, you can change them around with Harvest as well, if you, like, are missing one. Yeah, the keys themselves are relatively easy to come across to just get multi-mod. Yep. But if you want the other things, you need the actual yep. quest, and that's a lot. Like a toxic rainbow, you need, I think, kind of draw attack mods to exalt the plus one, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't really need the multi-mod. I mean, obviously, you can make a better bow you multi-mod it, but with Harvest, multi-modding is kind of not that attractive anymore. It's kind of like a nice stepping stone in SSF, for example, or like also like in trade. In trade, not as much because exalts are so valuable, but in SSF, exalts are basically like slams, multibots, that's it. <laughs> the only way I look at exalts now is I could rip those to standard and buy mavens. Because <laughs> 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 that's what I've been doing. I, I took like 64x from my uh, permanent HC SSF from all the previous leagues where I didn't use X, and I, I just took them onto a character, ripped them to standard, and bought mavens from it. It's that's a very good indication of what it's like in solo cell found. Yep, you just have results left over. <laughs> No, no, that's an incredibly low amount for some of exalts to have if you were a softcore trade player who strictly like as much as we play, right? I mean, for me, yeah. I never have them left over at the end of the league. Yeah, I'll, exactly. I like, kind if of I play bad. trade, I will usually like buy stuff, make a like, really dumb character in the end, and like yeah, use up all my exalted orbs. Basically, I never have. I'll usually have like one or zero x on trade left over at the end while on ssf i can't use it for anything useful i, I can slam all my yeah. jewels okay cool then i'm kind of like done <laughs> like i'll tend to have three or four hundred per league just sitting around and use them for buying well, but i've gear. already used thousands on things it's not like i'm pressed for like i there's nothing else to spend it on you can always spend it on memes like infinite memes yeah I think I get bored before it's meme time and then just <laughs> go do something else. Okay, yeah, maybe that, that makes sense. For good, how do you get bored? Meme time is the fun time, though. I don't know. I'm not as into the meme builds as other people. Like, I just like killing things quickly and a lot. 
Like that's, that's a good segue. What's your weapon of choice for that? Aha. Uh -huh. I'm currently playing a fire conversion EK Inquisitor. And it is very fun. Why not? And blade very vortex? good at clearing. Most nah, no blade vortex. Blade vortex is old news. It's an important question to ask, though, in the context. Why not blade vortex? Yeah. Um, Are you doing fire conversion blade vortex? Are you just not doing blade vortex for the sake of not doing blade vortex, or do you realistically think um, that EK is better for what you're doing? Um. Mm. I think EK <laughs> is never more thought fun. About that. <laughs> I think EK is more fun. And that could just be because I've played a lot of Blade Vortex. Okay. Yeah. And so now I want to play EK instead. I mean, EK has also higher AOE coverage, coverage, right? I think BV mostly I mean, gets around that with Explodey Chest, right? That's all you. Yeah. Do you use Explodey <laughs> Chest as well? Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, yeah. But then you still should probably still have more. You can like almost off screen with the K if you like build it right. Oh, more than off screen. Yeah. Um, I go like the EK goes off even in the the furthest corner of like a normal ratio screen. It's still like twenty percent further than that. Okay, nice. And then it's linked to woke chain, so it if it hits something <laughs> at the end there, it just chains off even further. And then explode each chest. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you are clearing yeah. like faster than a normal BV bill, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, EK's got some disgusting range if you know how to build it. It's basically just projectile speed stacking to the okay. point where I've even got like faster projectile gloves, even though the EK's not in the gloves because that comes with a hybrid mod of 30% projectile speed. Yeah, I was about to say, that's like a normal, like a second uh, modifier. Oh. Yeah. Look, it's, it's everywhere. The projectile speed is everywhere. But yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been really fun. It's uh, Inquisitor's busted, by the way. Yeah, I think just, I, I think so too. I'm <laughs> just like actually busted. It's very very strong. <laughs> oh, I've focused on damage, and so I've only got five point five k life and three point seven k energy shield. And a thousand life regen and a thousand energy shield regen. <laughs> so I regen <laughs> 2000 per second and I focused on damage. Damage oh. and clear speed. <laughs> that seems so pretty fair. <laughs> fair it, yeah. Like it's just, I do have a level 21 vitality and then that's it. The rest of it's just Inquisitor being Inquisitor, just giving me everything else. <laughs> do you use a Doriani Glorious Vanity for that? Yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I just got mine today in SSF, a Glorious Vanity. Yeah. I got a Doriani's and 10% craft on my chest. Yeah. The and then just one. be an Inquisitor. And that's that's it. I might try this being an Inquisitor thing as well. I'm kind of like tempted at the moment. Because like, super, I, super I, busted. I could see that not being a thing anymore next league. <laughs> At least not as much.
Well, this this happened because I looked at like ten different build guides on forums and stuff for like Bladeful Blade Blast Inquisitors, and I was like, mm, all of these are wrong. I can build a stronger one, <laughs> and so I started, and we got a little bit through it, and then I was like, oh, my bad. I fucking hate Bladeful Blade Blast. This is a garbage skill. I just click, then explode. Click, then explode. No, no. And so I just gave up on that immediately and was like, hmm, what can we turn it into? And it became EK Nova. <laughs> muted. Probably was muted. The whole separate muting <laughs> on stream and on Discord is just... It's needs confusing. Too much, yes. It needs too much brain power. <laughs> yeah, I've, I just got one mute. Just mutes the microphone. <laughs> I just have none. <laughs> well, the, the good thing about the muting the microphone thing is it also has audio monitoring, so I will never accidentally be muted for more than like one word because I speak and then I don't hear myself and oh, it's nice. weird. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I need to set that up. It's just right now I'm still using onboard sound, so I, I, if I would monitor to my speakers I would to my headphones, I would have a delay. And speaking and hearing your voice with like a oh, that's not okay. Yeah. Two second delay. It's it's terrible. It's the worst because every Actually word you like, yeah, exactly. You like you do, you adjust your talking speed based on what you hear, and it just messes up really badly. <laughs> yeah, I, I just read something in chat. Is there something about uh, Ark Inquisitors happening, <laughs> Enki? Not at all. Not at all. Forget it. Don't think it's a good <laughs> thing to do? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, that's, that's secret. Oh, this top secret build. <laughs> so that's what Enki is playing for the gauntlet. Busted. <laughs> it. Seriously, though? No, no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to play yet. I actually want to try out Detonate that because it seems pretty strong. Seems kind of strong, yeah. I think that might be a, like a meta build for the gauntlet, maybe. I'll try. He did look really strong. Yeah. <gasps> will it benefit from the increased? Like, will you get more damage out of a DD Inquisitor because there's monster life on the thing? On which thing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. On the yeah. gauntlet, there's monster yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, that that's one of the big reasons you would want uh, to use. Something that scales off of enemy corpses, right? Yep. Oh. And it's also it's also great for all kinds of explosions, really. Um, but my big concern with DD is always that I spawn corpses, and those corpses can not only be detonated by myself, but also by enemies. True. It's like always, always the one thing that keeps me from playing that build. Because <laughs> I hmm. see people dying to that, and especially with the rituals. Spawning potentially corpse detonating monsters really quickly in your face or tormented spirits. I mean, you, you can just not do the spirit ritual, right? You can recognize that pretty easily and just not do that. Skip that and do all the other ones. You're pretty safe. Oh, well, I guess beyond and stuff. But yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, there, the, the situations in which that can happen are sort of predictable, so you can know it going into it. But, uh, yep. Yeah, whenever you play PoE like a lot, which you have to do in a race, right? You just switch your brain off eventually, and that's when yep. it gets you. <laughs> you think you have a moment to lean back and to just enjoy the game and your own thoughts, and then and the game slaps you out of existence. Yeah. Ah, the last 72 maps in a row have been 
incredibly uneventful. I can relax and continue grinding. Boom, dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Ah. Yeah, somewhere in between those. Mean Inquisitor. Mean Champion. Maybe a Necro. I don't know. I've also been thinking about Pathfinder, but that requires so much yeah. to be good late. It requires and items. <laughs> and it's it's also yeah, it's just in Gauntlet leveling a Ranger Ascendancy is never fun through the acts. And it's like Pathfinder is super weak early. You just sort of put up with because it's really strong later. Yeah. But that but later might never happen in a gauntlet. In, in gauntlet, <laughs> yeah. Are you going to get to later? Maybe, but not if you're really weak early. <laughs> hmm. uh, I don't think Pathfinder is a good choice. <laughs> Unless you have like gear and like your second character or whatever. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you reroll it, Pathfinder is a good reroll. I'm already yeah. curious when they're going to do it. I think Zizarin teased that before, that they might do that. Uh, when they're going to do a uh, class-based gauntlet, where you only compete within the class. You don't compete for compete for first overall. Like, smaller prices, but then, you know, first per class. And then... I actually, I actually kind of like the that it was not per class on the last one, because you still had, like, pretty high build diversity... Um, I felt like a lot of people were still playing what they were comfortable with. Um, of course, like within the strong meta builds, but that seems to be like really, really good. Like if you see Alkaiser is always up there with like his like Earth, Earth Shadow Earthquakes. Um, like people would always stick to their guns a bit and then try to like pick, of course, something meta within their realm. But the diversity in the, in the like let's say top twenty or top ten of like levels was always super high for this be basically being the most restrictive environment you can have for builds like you require something that needs zero gear because it's ssf super strong early mid late and yeah it's i think i think it's it's actually i was actually surprised always that the diversity was there no that's true i have to expect them to be like one or two builds <laughs> yep but it always ends up being a lot more yeah five six sometimes seven builds hmm. Seven builds and then Alkaiser playing melee on his own. I mean, Steel also <laughs> usually plays like melee. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, I think those guys play just the strongest builds in general, regardless of whether it's Gauntlet or not. So when, when it's Gauntlet, yeah, of course they play the same thing that they're always playing. <laughs> uh, Yoji, what's your uh, strongest build for, of the league so far? Or your favorite build? The build I mean, that I played, you would like to talk about most. <laughs> I've played two builds. I've played a build that I called a Yoji's Crack Witch, uh, which might or might not be uh, named after another certain build guy we've never we would never talk <laughs> about here. Uh, it was a Crackling Lance Elementalist, and I I really liked how Crackling Lance plays and really has a lot of damage, but it's mechanically bound to stand still and cast at an enemy for a while because of the intensity stacking. And when I saw the, the like multi-boss fights, I kind of decided that standing still and casting is not something I want to do this league in SSF on like a squishy elementalist. At least not in the way that the Crackling Lance needs it. So I re-rolled Cremation, which absolutely has not like any need to stand still once you like set up your Cremation. So I wanted to work with Archmage Necro. And that does need quite a bit of gear compared to like Hierophant to get going. 
um, to get actually get damage. I was pretty tanky pretty early, but yeah, I actually needed gear to get some damage. So I was I was pretty Z DPS for a while, and, and uh, currently I'm sitting at at least like one point two DPS. So that's pretty good. <laughs> one point two DPS. Yeah, I started two I started, more than Quinn. I start. I call it like the quest for one DPS. So we're like going from on the scale from Z DPS where I started to like slowly towards like half a DPS, 0.7 DPS, and then uh, when I did Maven, I was like almost one DPS. I was like maybe one 0.9 DPS, um, <laughs> and then yeah, currently I'm, I'm I think I'm like pretty good on on damage. I think I could. I, I did a Awakener eight series that didn't wasn't painful to do at all. Um, I haven't found Ubel or Cortex yet, but I've found uh, Shaper oh. that was pretty smooth. Talking about endgame bosses, you just said that you don't the, the build doesn't have any need for you to stand still, but it has a need for enemies to stand still. How does it feel against Cirrus, like who's porting around so much? I don't, not not a problem. I, I, okay. I mean, Cirrus is like super nice on the build because I don't have to run as mu around as much because I can tank the beams with like max spell block and uh, bone offering. So I I just like wait for him to like settle for some some position and I like, cast my stuff at him and he just like die beams me and I just keep <laughs> putting up my, my buffs and all that. It's like a it's like a five hundred button build though. I have like Citadel of what's called Citadel of Power. I have like Enduring Cry for Region. I have the General's Cry Vigil type setup and uh yeah I have to like press all the buttons which is I'm now like super used to it because I played the build for like ninety seven levels but it took a while to get used to. Yeah, cremation is really good. By the way, <laughs> if anyone's wondering, it's a really, really strong build. Yeah, I've been thinking about cremation instead of uh, instead of DD cremation or DD either on Necro or Inquisitor. Thoughts there? I think I would if I would like do it in a harsher environment than softcore SSF softcore. I would probably go with a hierophant cremation if I would do Archmage because it's just way easier to gear. Fair enough. Yeah. Hmm. You get like ailment immunity without worrying. You get high enough mana, and you get don't have to have a crown of the inward eye super early to like get the transfiguration of mind. I heard like sometimes it's pretty difficult to to get that crown of the inward eye, even though it's a common drop. I heard some people have, have might have had problems with that in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Can't Maybe confirm. there's stories to be told about that. I think it was last league, right? <laughs> For me, it wasn't harvest. Yeah, harvest. <laughs> how, many how many series? Series, how many series did you run until you got it? I think eight. I even got a savior drop before. That was crazy. Got <laughs> a savior first. <laughs> Hilarious. Nice. I, I think I got a perfect crown of the inward eye on my first series when I started softcore practice. I got one this league as well. I got a perfect one on my uh, on my second series. <laughs> Just flexing the RNG, don't mind me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got overall really dumb RNG this league. I have uh, I have, like some things that were super unlucky, and then I have like some items. I have like two Cosprey's malices for some reason. They just keep kept dropping at one at one during one day. Um. And I have like a shaft lying around. I have an astral projector, which I kind of want to put to use because I've never had that one before. I got I got that from a void card. And there's like this weird events of RNG happening with like especially unique items all over. So now 
I'm kind of struggling to decide on the build. I also rolled a <laughs> essence of a perfect alley hit bow base. I have a six link bow with plus two bow gems that I can guarantee harvest into a plus three plus two three one. And the random others prefix that I have is tier one uh, weapon elemental damage for some reason. <laughs> That's nice. Just like slap essence on. Oh, that's not that good. Slap another essence. Hey, that's perfect. <laughs> I don't even have like I don't have all three Ellie hit jewels. So I might run Ellie hit maybe. I don't even know. I better not even talk about my RNG. <laughs> <laughs> People will help me. But seriously, it's just because you're playing in that private league and not HCSSF. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I've got RNG. Scuff private league RNG. I think I think I feel your RNG has been pretty good though, right? It has been really good. Yeah, I don't even know what to do with all those items. <laughs> I feel like I always have bad RNG, and I just brute force it by playing way too much. <laughs> that, that that that's like this. That's like I think that is honestly that's where streamer RNG comes from, right? Yeah, that that's exactly what streamer RNG is. Mm. It's the that same one as everyone else. Seventeen hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> just roll the dice like 50 times as often you will roll more sixes it's weird how that works yeah <laughs> and no one's maybe it's because I'm not in solo someone... <laughs> yeah probably I, I was gonna say no one makes a clip of someone spending 6,000 fuses to clip that uh, to link their chest piece but you know if someone links it in 5 fuse then that's on Gable for life I mean, the 6,000 views that whatever Ziggy used uh, uh, on a... When he finally got it, he was so happy. That was actually clip-worthy as well. I like that. Like, if you eventually... Like, if you try to link an item so badly, it just doesn't work. Like, the the final... Like, when, once you actually link it, it's actually a pretty good moment as well. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, nah, absolutely. But you need to, to know the context and you need to know the yeah. build-up to that moment. And the game, just from clipping the, the scene from the stream, the game doesn't give you that. There's no counter on the item that says how many fuses you've used or... Yeah. That would be actually a cool command if you could have an item on the cursor and just just do a chat like command and it tells you how many fuses. I imagine you like buy buy an item on off trade, like say like six socket shafts, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna link that. And you look at it and look, look at the counter. Oh, okay, it already has eaten like twelve thousand fusing The guy just gave up. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of cool I'm to still, know the, the story of I'm the item. I'm convinced that certain items have higher chance to link than other items. Like certain items, like, no, not like a specific item. Like Shavs has more or less chance to link. Okay, yeah, just, a just... individual Chevron's wrappings will be more or less likely than a different Chevron's wrapping. I have nothing to prove this, Absolutely except not. except thousands and tens of thousands of hours of gameplay and me paying attention. It just feels like some items want to link and some don't. Yeah. And I just I'm convinced that that's a thing now. That's <laughs> it's really too easy to to see patterns where there are none though with yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I mean, some link fast and some link slow. I mean, that would mean that the that the linking like RNG seed is bound to the item and not just like on the account or randomly on whatever else it could be bound on or like nothing. On is this. I think it's bound to the item. Could also could also be server wide, basically, like or like instance wide. I don't know. It just yeah, it's, to a it's, it's basically impossible to prove, anyways, right? We all know that, like when you stand next to Kudugu, you have higher chance of linking. That's that's proven, right? 
So yeah, I don't do that either. I, I tried it this <laughs> league and it didn't work. And then what I did next, I went like, you know, like some people, I think like Ziz and Q-Talk do that, where they go like to Line Eyes Watch and they rub the fusings on like a new character and like steal the RNG. <laughs> and that actually like instantly worked. So I, I felt a bit bad about it, but I have six link now, so that's good. <laughs> you can pay back the karma. I mean, just AFK in town so that someone else can steal your RNG. I, 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 no, no, I, I need my RNG. Hello, <laughs> oh, sorry, that's all mine. You may it's not have RNG. any. It's my RNG. <laughs> I earned that by I don't know how by being a streamer, I guess. No, you stole it from noobs in town. <laughs> I, yeah, too. I earned that fan square by stealing it from noobs in town. Exactly. I, I heisted it. Good. <laughs> uh, Yoji recently did a, a poll on Twitter. I just came up in my head. It's not on the topic list, but I think it's a, it's a great interjection topic. Uh, you asked... What is the biggest problem in Path of Exile right now? Yeah, that, that wasn't that even GGG a poll. Needs I just... to solve? Yeah, well, it, it wasn't like an actual poll with poll options, yeah. but it was kind of a poll with open answers. Yeah, the, 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 the background to that is actually pretty hilarious. So, I, I, I first of all, I didn't expect it to explode like this. Like, so many people answered and retweeted and discussed this stuff, which was super amazing. This was actually kind of like a preparation for a super stupid meme video that I'm making that is absolutely not taking the topic serious at all. Um, which is like I have not finished the script. The, the the answers did help me like feed like into the into the video and like make a complete like. It's just such such a dumb meme joke video that as I sometimes do. It's one of those videos where I'm not sure if I if I make it, I'm probably going to hesitate like a day if I should even release it because it's so so silly. Um, <laughs> those yeah. tend to turn out as to be my like most liked videos, so I'm probably going to do that anyways. But yeah, that wasn't actually meant as serious, but I'm super happy about the discussion that came <laughs> came came around from that. But the video that comes around from that is not going to be as amazing and serious at all. It's just going to be super stupid memes. <laughs> right. That's great. I yep. like stupid memes. That's going to be, be really dumb. I like it. But do you have any new insights from the answers? Is there any like any things that, that weren't at the front of your attention where you're like, oh, why? That's a real problem that they need to take care of. Because off the top of my head, like I directly answered what performance and trade. Right, and I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. Yeah, I expected performance and trade to be the number one and number two ones, which is are not my number one. My number one is actually one that Z uh, Ziggy mentioned, which is like um, clicking fatigue and just having way too much to do. Yep. So like the flasking button management, because as I said, I'm playing currently playing cremation, so I have to like I have a movement. I actually have two movement skills. I'm using smoke mine and flame dash. I'm using detonate dead. I'm uh, what's it called cremation. I'm using desecrate. I'm using buff this, buff that. What two war cries. And I have to spam flask all the time. It's just completely dumb. <laughs> and I think that's my number one. And but uh, those three, I basically expected to be the top top three. Um, there was another one which is like a six second disconnect timer that a lot of hardcore players, I think, are really annoyed by. Yep. Which also has a pretty weird reason why GGG don't address that. Because um, they basically think that people will set it to the wrong value and complain. <laughs> basically, yeah. And. I just opened my, my amazing document here. But I think I think that's the main points, really. The hardcore thing. Trade. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that just 
every time I say it pisses off a whole lot of people. I actually think the trade system that we have in this game is the best trade system that's existed in any game. I don't <laughs> think it need I I think it's actually the best trade. I think the problem is the user every time you have trouble. If you just get better at using the website, it's actually the best trade system we've ever had. Or that any game has ever had. Wait, you don't just whisper the first person selling exhaust like on the top of the list and then go to the second one and then go to the third one. Each time you do that, whispering 65 people instead of just scrolling down two pages and whispering like, the person and getting it instantly <laughs> or just like, listing your chaoses for exhaust. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's perfect. I still want cross-instance trading. I want to be able to just be hit nice, accept yeah. on a trade while I'm in a, in a map or in lab or something and just be like, yes, I do agree to sell that thing that I have listed for that price. Thank you. And have that trade happen without me being there. But other than that, it's pretty much the ideal perfect trading system that they've nailed from head to toe. And everyone's just really mad because they don't understand how to use it. And I think that's, that's it. I'm SSF. I, I can just like pretend to not Same. know about this. Yeah, same here, but like if I had an opinion on it, it would be something along the lines of I don't think any trade system that requires you to use a browser outside of your game and uh, potentially additional third-party tools is can, can be considered the best trade system in the game because it's not in the game. <laughs> okay, honestly, I, I hear that so much and that's like an answer that's gotten put into like this topic thread as well a lot. Does it really change so much if that browser window pops up within the game or without outside of the game? And for me, it doesn't. I, I know that. Like, if I have to have a browser open on the side, or if I click a button in game and that opens basically the same window, I mean, you could, you could maybe like have a button then in the game browser thing that instantly whispers the person instead of having to like click paste. But that's really it, right? I mean, it's completely fair to say who doesn't have two screens nowadays, but there are people who don't have two screens, and you don't want to all tab out of the game all the time to do you don't things have, that are You don't have game. to. I don't. I, I put pull up trade on my main screen. I have two screens, but my, one, my, one of my screens is stream stuff, so I put trade. I pull trade up on my main screen. Then you have to run the window full screen, otherwise your PoE window minimum. Yeah, my PoE doesn't really work in full screen anyway, so I have to run yeah, window full screen. Mine doesn't work in window full screen, really, so uh, I have to run it in full screen. Okay, in that case, you're screwed. <laughs> but yeah. Which brings us back to the point of performance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, performance is, like, pretty bad. On and off. It's like some leagues for me, it's good. Some leagues for me, it's bad. This league's on the lower mm. end, but it's not... It's, I, at least I, I don't crash, so I'm happy with that. But I, like, I'm in Super Nintendo mode a lot of the time. It's Super Nintendo mode? Yeah, it's like, it looks like 16-bit, but like with the dynamic resolution. Just, it's like, yep, you're playing on uh, Super Nintendo now for a while. At least my like, frame rate is done decently stable at 30. <laughs> I could well, play without sound. That actually improves a lot for me. I just don't like it. No, it can improve your performance even more. Did you know? Did everybody know that when loot drops on the floor, it not only has to draw the loot, but it actually draws your loot filter the way it looks when the item drops, whether it's hidden or not. Which means every single thing you've got in maximum size, hidden with colors and fancy highlights, 
gets drawn every single time something drops. Yeah, because you could press Alt at any time and show everything. That's why it has to be drawn. Mm -hmm. So if you go through your loot filter and find all of the things that are hidden and you make them fucking invisible, transparent, and the tiniest size they can be, you greatly improve performance to the point where you can run 100% fractured maps without lagging and you can just press Alt in the middle yep. of the map, run through and not not only not have the game crash, but also not have it even lag on you because there's nothing for it to draw. Well, it still needs to draw the the physical items rolling on the ground. Yep. It's so it gets rid of about half for the... a reduced quantity. <laughs> <laughs> Max performance. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That as as uh, in chat, Gokenbaum just wrote. You can actually have filter blade has an option to like minimize font and make everything mm -hmm. like basically gone. So once you're done with the loot filter, you just press that thing and it does that for you, which is, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. Makes it really annoying. Like if you actually want to check for something that is not on your filter, then you can't just press Alt because it's not there. And sometimes you, in SSI, for example, sometimes I might want to do that. Like if I'm in a high level zone, like an Oberst, but that, for that I just have a second filter. So I'll uh, give you the next secret. You with using this to make them invincible, uh, invisible. Yeah. Um, what you can do is have a multi-tiered um, loot filter. So you can make your looser loot filter, then hide everything that's not shown. Right, like hide, make it literally invisible, transparent everywhere. And then you can make your stricter loot filter out of that same filter and then just hide them like normal, but have them still showing. And now you've got your strict loot filter to run around with. And when you press alt, it just shows your medium strictness filter worth of loot, but everything else is still hidden because you made it invisible on the filter. That's too much, so too much can, work. <laughs> so you can hide armor scraps and whetstones and things like that. And then when you hit a, uh, an Arcanist box or whatever it is, the the box, I forget what the name of it is, but when you hit that box that drops like 60 of them and you want it, you just press Alt and those show up. <laughs> and now you've got two loot filters in one loot filter. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yep. I have to check that out. Yep. I mean, the thing with like they're having a third party tool, Why I don't get why people have so much problem with that. Like, uh, just... Reddit and chat again with people like you need a third party tool for the, your your um, loot filter. Like let's say GGG hired NeverSync, which didn't happen this timeline, and that would be a first party tool. Nothing changed. It's just the same site website. Just now it's first party. How did that change your experience? It didn't. Yeah, I don't get why it has to be first party. That website filter blade is as good as it gets currently I, for loot filter. I, 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 I don't agree I'm, with. Uh, I don't agree I'm, with like that. Like I, I think filter blade doesn't need to be in the game. Trade needs like trade is a primary functionality of the game. Adjusting your filter to your liking is not necessarily. Plus, why? Well, could... Fuck! I'd what? rather lose trade than lose filters. What? I lost well, no, trade and use filters I'm not because I'm playing against filters. <laughs> I'm just saying the game comes with filters, and you can download filters, and you can you can edit filters in a in a text editor, right? You can write them. I, I don't know. Being weird. I just feel like for trade, it's a bigger problem that it requires third-party stuff than for for folders. Maybe, maybe I, I just maybe my views are screwed on this one. I think like playing the game without filters is definitely almost possible. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Playing the game without filters is definitely ten times worse than without trade. We don't even have to argue because we're three out of four SSF here, right? Yeah. <laughs> if if they put the trading system in game in its own little browser, it would make almost zero difference to anyone. And that anyone who already knew how to use it properly would never use the in game one because that would be garbage. Like, no matter what they do with it in-game, I would never touch it. I would still tab out to the website because it's just going to be better. There are extensions I can use on that. There's a million yeah. things I can use on that. But it would it would show, like, new players the trade window easier, right? Yeah. But it's a ton of work for not very much benefit. I, don't, I actually don't know how much work it is, but yeah. It is, it I'm pretty is sure you even have to pay. An, an amount of work. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'd even have to pay for, like, the right to use it in their game. I'm not positive about that, but I feel like you'd have to pay for that. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Enki, do you have any uh, big gripes with the game that haven't come up here yet? Where you're like, that's a big problem that no one mentioned. I think for me, also, performance is obviously the biggest problem. Trading... It needs work, but personally, I'm not really affected by it. But one of the reasons why I stopped playing trade leaks was just that trading got very, very, very annoying for me. But another thing that I really thought about is how much we have to click loot. Like, let's say I've done lots of pirandos on the way to level 100, and instead of just stacking the... Uh, Dropping the entire stack as one thing, it drops many smaller stacks yep. for no reason at all. So that's something I would really love. And another thing that I noticed like, I don't know, two weeks ago or so, I had a really nasty service-influenced map. And there was a was a huge pack around, the, around the, I think it was a shrine with a proxy in. And I couldn't get inside because it was Baron influenced, uh, serious influenced Baron mobs, <laughs> and they would just instantly kill me when I go inside there. I legitimately <laughs> could not kill that pack because everything was just around the, or inside the, inside the proc field. So I would really like some different ways to get rid of proc field. I know there's conversion trap technically, but in a situation where you are, where you would need it you won't really hit the enemy with conversion trap because mm -hmm. there's like a billion monsters inside and it's just too dangerous to go inside because of all the damage spikes. So that's something, even if it's super annoying to use because it's such an edge case anyway, but yeah, that's what I would like. Yeah, no, Proxiel is definitely a problem in the game, also performance-wise. Yeah, too, yeah. There needs to be a workaround for that's like all mechanics that make stuff invincible or like take less damage because the more you keep hitting stuff, the more particles and effects happen, right? That's that's why like allies can die, yeah. can really like wreck you, divine shrines, and yeah, proxies as well. It's yeah. interesting that that still happens though. They they implemented dynamic culling, right? So like particle effects and stuff like that should be reduced when there's a lot happening at the same time on the spot. It's, it's interesting like that they haven't figured out that one. Say. 
maybe it's like the monster effects or something or like the calculations of like how the monsters are hit and then the game realizes it too late there's some definitely something not being called there <laughs> i would say the calculations for sure yeah my understanding is that they all take and do damage calculations regardless and, and then, then like, just don't afterwards. take the damage. <laughs> afterwards, like, by the way, no damage taken here. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. Sorry for yeah. doing, like, five but hours of math <laughs> just to, like, realize it's useless. What's interesting, though, is if I have a ZDPS build that freezes stuff or something like that, right, where I take, like, literally 20 seconds to kill a pack, I don't have the same performance drops, even though, like, I still keep on hitting a pack for 20 seconds. The same as if they had a proc shield and they were invulnerable, but the performance doesn't drop nearly as much. If you actually are able to damage them, hmm. interesting. Maybe yeah. I, I guess the calculations for ZTPS are not as high mm. needed as for millions of TPS. <laughs> <laughs> Smaller yeah. numbers and stuff. Bam, solved. Yep. Solved that issue. <laughs> Easy. God programmer here, by the way. <laughs> right. So the problem is everybody does too much damage. Yeah. Easy. So just like divide our damage by by a damage by like a million. Yeah. Bring our DPS numbers down to like, ah, I do 72 DPS. Yeah. 72? I only do 60 DPS. Yeah, like my build. 1.2 DPS. That's that's ethical and fair and good right now. Yeah, like in <laughs> countries uh, or in history with like a lot of inflation, right? When you have like billions <laughs> of, of, uh, of a currency being worth only like a bread or, or, or a bunch of eggs. And then yeah. you just cut off the, the last six decimals and make it normal currency again. Yep. It's like damage inflation. <laughs> yeah. So instead of dealing multiple and hundreds of millions of DPS, we just re reduce all the DPS by a factor of one million. Yep, just do. I, I like the idea of just putting it like sh uh, shapers per seconds. I guess you could do like the drops per seconds because that would be DPS. That would be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my god, drops yeah, per second. One. Heard that one. Another little gripe before we go into the Maven fight. Another little gripe that I want to bring up uh, is the search functionality in the stash tabs. Like when it was first added, I thought it was so promising and it was great, and then it hasn't been touched in such a long time, and it's really frustrating for me that I can't properly search the content of my tabs. Like there's no way to highlight all the the gloves because it only goes parses the text of the item, right? So if you enter gloves, it only highlights the gloves that actually have gloves in their name. But if you have assassin mitts, those are not going to be highlighted if you enter gloves, for example. And then another thing is I would like to be able to do greater than or lesser than or equal to. Like, you know, instead of just highlighting every map with map level 71, I would be able to, you know, every map between yeah. 71 and 75, for example. And I don't think that would... I mean, pipe dreams, right? I, I don't think that would be a lot of work to implement, but maybe it is. I don't know the way that it works. Yep. A lot of conversations with developers in the past taught me that things may be much more complicated inside the code than, than they look from the outside. I just like really enjoy losing my like Shaper Elder Guardian maps or my Enchanted Deliriums oh maps God. or whatever forever in my map tab. I just like accept that they're gone at that point. If I accidentally like control, like control click them in, just like whoop. the Delirious maps, they just they just go into the tab and then forever gone. And the Elder Guardians, and they're just gone. You know, I just go and buy Elder Guardians. 
Wait, that's happening right now? Yeah, Elder Guardians just disappear into the tab that they were assigned to, and you can't search for them without clicking on every single individual map tab. They just got oh, their, fin- right. their affinity I just thought- like gone. It no, I think because them. there was in the past there was a bug where there where you could click maps into the map tab that didn't have a spot in the map tab, and then they would be in your map tab, but they wouldn't be anywhere in your map tab because none of the oh. accessible areas in the map tab would show those yeah. maps. I thought that was happening. So, well, they're, they're, they're still there, but you can't find them. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is now, if I want to go and run Elder Guardians, which I do sometimes, I just go buy them because it's quicker for me to buy entire sets from our completely functional trade website that works all the time uh, than it is to look through my map stash tab. Like, it takes too long to look through the map tab. I'll just go buy maps. It's way quicker. (laughs) I mean, mean, if they can't solve that, maybe they just put, like, a different affinity on those maps. Yeah, just just the the four Elder Guardians should just get their own affinity on the tab, right? Like, on the the, the, Shaper Guardians have their own maps. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that would be kind of nice. Shaper Guardians have got their own. There should just be an Elder Guardian tab where all maps that have Elder Guardians go into. Or probably four would make sense, right? Like, this is a constrictor tab. All your constrictor maps will go here no matter what their base map type is. And I wouldn't mind it if Delirious maps did something that didn't go... Just, I don't know, a delirium orb on a map just stops it from being an affinity thing? Just, just make it go it into, into the, a dump tab? I don't care. Yeah. I'll put it into the delirium affinity. I mean, I guess the, the you can buy tab doesn't have slotted for it, but I don't have that tab because my normal tab just does just as well. It's just, it's just hmm. some electrum splinters and delirium orbs. I mean, that can't fit in a tab. Hmm. Same for blight. I don't really see a reason to have a blight, blight tab or a metamorph tab. Blight tab is okay because it's like the essence tab. It gives upgrade functionality and, and yeah. it's pretty to look at. I'm fine with that. I'm just looking real quick. My metamorph tab would need a core tab if it wasn't a thing. And so would my blight tab. That wouldn't fit in a normal tab. I mean, I'm very happy to have them both. They would need quad tabs, not normal tabs. The problem with the metamorph tab is that you can still only fit 50 of one organ in there, so I didn't really... I found that to be a bit low. That is very annoying. Well, I mean, arguably when you have 50 organs of one kind, you probably get like 20 metamorphs together, so it's probably worth to do a session. But I don't have eyes. (laughs) (laughs) 50 hearts, zero eyes. 50 hearts, 50 brains, 7 eyes. Okay, great. We get to do 7 metamorphs. And now we've got 43 left over of everything else. You can actually do the recipe with the bad organs. Yeah, That's right. a recipe. You can do 3 for 1, right? Yeah, 3 for 1, and you don't get one back of the 3 that you put in. Exactly, awesome. so if you do 3 different ones, you're guaranteed it's actually good 50-50. Oh. It's actually a good re- recipe. I haven't really I... used it much after, the, after metamorph, to be honest, because I don't really get that many organs. I literally just don't do the metamorph things. Like, I do all the metamorphs in maps, but I, I just I haven't been to Thane's lab- laboratory since Metamorph League. I just, I just don't go. <laughs> I've done them, like, I think I've done them in Harvest and... Yeah, I think not in Delirium. It's kind, kind of like Heist. I haven't been to the 
Rogue Harbor at all this league? Oh, I've, I've done that. <laughs> Not once. Actually, Badger and I did on our podcast, we had a, a start of the hashtag give heist a chance, and we both tried out heist. We both were like, ah, maybe later. But I actually think, <laughs> I'm actually like, super happy with how fast Rogue's level now. So I've done one contract is level from level one to three if you run higher ones, and then two more you are level four already. So you you basically can run like most blueprints, and I think that's how many from four to five. Because I remember it was I, like between ten and twenty. Six, I think. Yeah, it's like six oh, high wow. level ones. That's and, super forgiving. And gear also drops like like crazy the the um rogue gear seems pretty common so you can you can basically deck out your stuff in like a day of heisting and, and also the the dude spawn like you, you know how like you have to run a mission with this guy and then like the next guy appears and stuff like that i think that's i don't know if it's guaranteed or every on the first one but it seems like that because that's what's been for me i just get it on the first one every time i think that was like that in heist league as well no nope. once you do the first not once you do nope. the first contract of one guy with a, in a certain tile set, you're guaranteed I mean, to get the next member. It's just if you do the wrong tile set, because some people work in different tile sets. But if I, as far as I remember... I mean, maybe I've just been extremely lucky because I didn't know that was a thing, if that's a thing. But for me, this league, it just happened to work. And last league, I, I ran a lot of Vindiris and never got, like, Gianna for a while. <laughs> but may, maybe I just don't know how it works. I never really looked at Heist that much. For me, it was like, I did the same thing. I didn't get Vendary from Huck because I was running the wrong tile set with Huck. And then once I did the right one, it instantly popped and I got Vendary. And once I was running the right one with Vendary, instantly got Gianna. That's the progression. I, I'm just... Uh, maybe I'll give Heist a chance next league. I'm still of the very large, the very solid opinion I've had for a while now is that any league that's going to be added to the base game should not be added at the end of that league. It should always have a month off. Like Illegal. everything, no matter what, no matter how successful it is, no matter how good the mechanic, it could be perfectly polished. And at the end of the league, it should get shelved for three months. It should come back the following. Like it shouldn't be added this immediately. I think for league players, that's cool. I think for standard players, they would be very sad. Okay, well, all 12 of them can form a little picket line and cry together. Hey, yo, like, they're, they're like, they're like, I'm not talking hardcore standard. I'm talking like standard. <laughs> That's like at least like yeah. Like how many people like really 30. play standard? It can't be that bad. It's, it's actually it can't really be that many. But I, what you could do is you could just add the league. Like if you want to wanted to go core, you could skip a league for the league and add it to standard. Though, I think that would be kind of cool because the league players had just had a three months of it and they don't probably have it burn out on it. Because I agree, if you play mainly play the, the new league, then I, I'd be fine with waiting one one league and also let them like iterate maybe a bit more on it. Yeah, it mean it means they've got plenty of time for people to think about. You know, hmm, should we make any other changes to that if it's going to go core forever, right? And then also, it gives me a time. So something like um, you know, you get time to. This was my main focus for the entire league for the last three months has been this thing. And now I don't want to touch it next league. If it disappears, it gives everyone that break so that when it gets introduced, it's not like burnt out content that we've had for three months. And so that's... Gives you that's, time that's to build up an anticipation helpful. to look forward to doing the content again mm -hmm. after you've been basically burning yourself out on it forcibly. Um, yeah. 
Oh, I, I agree with that. I, it, it, I mean, it speaks for itself how how happy people are to have Harvest back now after it's been gone, right? And how happy people were to have Einhard back after he's been gone. Beastcrafting. I don't know, how was Delve during Betrayal? Was Delve popular during Betrayal? Because Betrayal League was right after Delve and Delve went core with Betrayal. That, that would be the other example. That's it. I think so, yes. I think because Delve was super, super rewarding back then. Like, That's true, yeah. That also when the item system worked differently, right? Where where fossils would allow you to roll mods that you would not be able to roll otherwise. Yeah, also map drops were crazy in Delve. I mean, they're still pretty decent in Delve, but the back then they were really good. I think that was like a lot of a lot of stuff. I now need to look up how much, like, percentage of the players play standard. I think it was like people, between 15 and 20 the last time they like revealed 15%. stats. Yeah, last time they like, revealed stats on that, they were like... like are you kidding? Roughly that. There's not that, that few people. That's, that's what I said. I'm not talking about like hardcore. Hardcore is oh, like... Dude, standard is really good this league. Like, outside, I mean, you have everything in standard except for Ritual League. Like, you get all the new endgame, you get... Uh, maven boss fight you get all the stuff but you don't get slowed down in your maps because you have to do three to four rituals and stand still in the circle you don't have to you can just run past they're pretty yeah, pretty uh, easy to skip like that yeah but you know <laughs> how it is in ssf you can't you can't you need to take a peek i'm i'm currently working up the courage to do it because i haven't gotten anything good from ritual in so long it couldn't happen next the next ritual could be the one <laughs> But here's what, but what? Monsters. Like a third of the mobs in your entire map come from ritual. Yeah, sure. Like but sometimes you're spamming Valdo's rest and you just want that sweet, sweet harbinger for, uh, for the shards. And then you leave the map. Yeah, well, then you just skip it. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever you're clearing <laughs> map, just do it. But then on the way to the Harbinger, you find a ritual and you click it and you do it and then you're like, oh, now I already did one, one. might as well do the other ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you click one, you're going to finish them now. <laughs> what if what if there was a mirror at the end of the fourth one and you don't know about it yet? You have to go and clear them all now. <laughs> is, there, is the fourth one still revealing things? I think only three are revealing, right? Oh, one. I don't know. I never open it until they're all done. I think everything is uncovered. I'm not sure. Just open it on the last one. Why, why, why open it for, for before? So you can build an anticipation yeah. and you don't forget about the stuff. What happens to me a lot is I clear all the rituals in the map and then I go do the map boss and then I go out and then I open the next map and then I do the first ritual <laughs> in the next map and like, oh wait, did I actually pick any rewards in the previous I map? do that so much. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing is I recently noticed that I didn't and most of the time, I'm not even sure whether I forgot to do the ritual or I just forgot that I actually picked something because it was so uneventful. <laughs> I've started opening it and buying, like, during the last ritual. Like, I'll be looking while clearing the last ritual. I'll be looking at the vendor screen being like, what do I want, what do I want, what do I want? And then as soon as it's over, I'll just be like, that, 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 go. Because otherwise I forget. If I don't do it, like, right then, I'll just forget and launch another map. <laughs> it's kind of like the same with metamorphs these days if thane doesn't pop up after like to kill, kill the boss or whatever like because you have all the samples then he pops up if you have forgotten like one mob somewhere that has a sample you just forget to do it right yep usually then uh 
I haven't died to a metamorph in a while, but I had some pretty, pretty salt-inducing rips to metamorphs, so it'd probably be better to skip them unless they offer something really, really cool. But they do, and you, knew, you need to hover all the rewards. They do occasionally offer, like, six-linked uniques, six-linked armor pieces and stuff like that. Holy shit, it really is just a tiny bit over 15% of the player base play standard. Holy crap. That's so... I don't... Okay. All right. I mean, I'm... one thing I have to say is that trade works remarkably well in the permanent standard. Because the people who list things are actually interested in selling them. I just hot take. <laughs> people who sell items actually want to sell items. Would have yeah, but like even if you message the first listing, there's very little price fixing in standard in permanent yeah. standard. I mean, the trading is also not as as fast. I would assume it's just not like you don't list like a tabula that sells like like instantly, and you get whispered for like five hours. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely not. It's quite the opposite, actually. Like a lot of trivial items you can't really get. I was looking the other day. I was trying to maybe buy some ES gloves with chaos.multi and there was literally nothing affordable. Like there was a, a super good pair that was 200x or something like that. And there was one that was a little bit worse for 60x. And then there was a whole bunch of nothing. And then there was only cheap items, right? There's no, no real mid tier stuff. So I ended up buying <laughs> the base and crafting them myself. And I overpaid so hard for the base. Didn't want to take a long time. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's been not as frustrating as I thought it would be trading software. Same. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I, I did softcore with the purpose of practicing the Maven fight. Like I said earlier, I did Maven, I think, around, I think I did a total of around 18 Maven sets. I might have bricked three or four. Like, the first three I definitely bricked, I think. And, uh, did them all on a very, very low DPS build with just shy of 500k tooltip DPS on a Caustic Arrow. Which, so you're probably, like, a bit higher than that, I would assume. Probably oh, like yeah, I mean, I would play Occultist, so you get Wither, you get the debuff from Occultist and stuff like that. Altogether, maybe I reach a million. I actually haven't checked in POB, but one thing that people have told me on stream repeatedly throughout the entire session or like throughout the several sessions is when I complained about the fight there was just your damage is just too low you, I wouldn't do the fight with that little damage and I'm like yeah well, that's the purpose like I, I, why would I like this fight costs me six extra access and it's limited right I eventually I'll run out of currency and my whole purpose of doing this fight is practicing this fight so why would I try and do it on a build that does it in five minutes when I could stretch the entire fight out to 20 minutes and get way more mechanical practice of all the individual things without running out of my uh, currency. So I'm actually quite happy with, with that. I don't know how how valid the practice is for other builds because it is a sort of ES recharge tank with 10k ES, but really not a lot of physical or otherwise mitigation. Like when I take damage, I take a lot of damage and I feel it. Unlike with a block build where sometimes you, you don't take damage at all, where you should have taken a lot of damage and, and you just don't register that you even got hit or you should have taken a lot of damage. And then next time you get one shot, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Whereas in that build, I always, I always notice when I make a mistake. I just don't die all the time. I mean, you can also, if you play like a block tank, which I'm kind of playing, right? Tempest Shield, yeah. Um, with uh, 
yeah, with like Tempest Shield with Bone Offering, Max Spell Block, block uh, Life on Block from Bone Offering. Also, the recovery and stuff. If you have high recovery and uh, like high block and Maven, you only have to really watch out for the super telegraph slams. So the laser, her actual, I can actually tank her actual slam. You know the Chevron slam she does, which draws a circle and it's like boom. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've tanked that like a lot of times because I'm bad. That doesn't even do that much damage. Um, you only have to really watch out for three actual mechanics that you have to dodge, which is the memory phase, the your, your life recovery is gone laser, and um, the what's it called? What's the last one? Oh yeah, the degen ground placement. Those are yep. the that, those are the three ones things I have to do in the fight. Everything else, my build tunes just like stand and be fine with. Curious to hear, Enki, how did your your arc build fare against Maven? You, did you do a fair share of the fight yourself? Actually, pretty well. So we had a little competition in the private league going. First one to kill Maven can decide what build the private league raider needs to play in SSF hardcore. And of course, <laughs> I wanted to be the one to decide that. Mm. So my first Maven, I went in blind. I failed because obviously I got hit by every single thing and my character was not ready yet. But since then, I've killed her, I think, 10 times. It was pretty good to see as my character progressed gear-wise so much better it got out of fight. I also got better out of fight. I think it's uh, actually really, really great fight. It's my, personally my favorite fight in the, in the game by now. Hmm. I like the aesthetics. I think all this stuff is pretty well telegraphed. So depending on what your build can take, you can decide if you want to react to it or not, or if you just tank it. And the only thing I've noticed is you can really be fucked up by the boss RNG in the, yep. where the bosses spawn. Because I had Which one... Which bosses spawn and, and what they decide to do. Exactly. I had one that spawned the green harvest boss from Bramble Valley, which just completely slowed me down. And then uh -huh. I had Griffkul, Kitava, and lots of other high physical damage bosses that just completely fucked me up. And the boss in a build that doesn't really have much fist mitigation. So that was a set that I actually bricked just because that happened because of the Bramble Valley boss. But other than yeah. that, I actually really like to fight. Isn't there someone that got killed by the race course yeah. reflect boss? Be before they patched right. that. I, I saw that too, yeah. yeah. And they patched that, that's, he doesn't cast the reflect aura anymore. Ah, good. Yep. I'm like that's that's a rough piece of RNG to just get. Mm -hmm. Just like boom, there's a 100% reflect mob in your boss fight. Wait, what? Yeah, unless you're like playing e, like I don't know chaos builds like a toxic rain or whatever, you're basically yeah. done at that point. Oh, it was Terrence, yeah, of course. Terrence always draws like the the worst RNG seed yeah. for everything. He's just the best at <laughs> getting completely destroyed by RNG. Yeah, who else could it be? Yeah, I think I don't know. I, I went in, into Maven blind as well for the first time. Like, how do you like it as a blind fight? Do you feel like did you like do it blind on the second and third attempt as well, or did you like look up something after the first attempt? I would say I just learned everything from the first fight. Like I yep. said, there's not that many mechanics actually. It's everything. I can't pretty do much memory stuff. For the memory, I just always say the direction where the world was, and it took me a bit to get used to, but. 
the only thing I don't like is the memory game during the cloud laser. If you also manage to completely fuck up the vortex, because then maybe it's just my build because I also have five golems, so there's lots of screen clutter and I couldn't really see anything. Yep. But yeah, maybe very build dependent. I I think I get used to it by now. Hmm. I keep meaning to buy like I don't know sixty of them and just run them back to back, just yep. to get. Used to the fight. I think it's good that you can do that, unlike Cirrus, where you have to actually like, run a lot of stuff to get the fight. I, I'm usually not a fan of like sellable sets per se, because it's also cool if you kind of feel like you have to do it right now. I think there's something to that as well. Um, because a lot of people otherwise just sell the content and never try it. But I think on the other hand, it's yeah. really cool that you can get the practice in, which is pretty good. If, like, if you want to, you can get it in. I think it's the worst thing about Cirrus. There's so many, so many casual players that could absolutely do Cirrus that don't because they'd have to do the fight four or five times to learn it. Yep. And it's like four or five days in between each attempt. And that's like, it's not, that's not great yeah. for practice. You're not going to get better. So they just sell them or, or don't run them because they can't the, do the practice properly. At the same time, a lot of people just don't run, for example, Shaper or uh, Elder or Elder, whatever, like in some leagues at least. Like currently I think most bosses are actually profitable, which is cool. But there were leagues where most bosses were not prof or like a lot of bosses were not profitable to run. So people would never run them because they were like, I have a shaper set, it's better to sell it to than to run it because making profit is so rare. And but it's still fun content. Like you, you you're basically selling yeah. away your fun at that point. And I don't think uh, that's what I like about Sirius, that at some point you will just reach it. Okay, I, I run Sirius now. There's no like, selling it is too much of a hassle for most people, I would say. You can still sell services if you have someone who just wants to run it for you. Like, you, they'll pay you a fee and run it and hope to gamble on good loot. But most people won't do that. So I like that about Sirius, but I, what I don't like about it is, like, yeah, you can, can't practice it. Maybe if there was, like, a way to practice it without being able to... Maybe you could just say that you can't sell Awaken 8 or something. I don't know. I think there are pros and cons to it. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Mm. Yeah. Now, having it is somehow sealable or some, something that you can store it away for later when you feel ready for it. I mean, you can just not run it and it will stay there. <laughs> that works. Yeah, but you can't keep you can't keep progressing your conquerors. So. Yeah, I mean, if you don't feel ready, I mean, if you like are low level, you can just like in softcore just lose the XP. Like, who cares? Um, if you're like level eighty, or whatever, it's not that bad. Yeah. And that's true. If you really don't want to run it, you can skip it. You could just like open it and next map. <laughs> yeah, just open it and then open the next map on top of it. Look nope. up, done. And then you can progress until you feel your build is ready. Because you, what I like also like about Sirius is that you can always like do him on the easier levels later on as well, which you can't do with the Congress. But you, if you like, you feel your build is ready. Like once you have all watchdowns, you're suddenly okay. I'm like level ninety five or whatever. My build's going shape shape up pretty well. I think you can do Sirius four now. So you just do Sirius four. And try that. It's still good loot as well. Like most loot is not locked behind eight. That's a large improvement on the last bosses before that too. Like um, we had like elder or whatever, and you you went through the process of I can do a white elder and then a yellow elder and then a red elder and but then you could never go back with alts and you could never do a you never be like oh I think I could handle a baby elder, hmm? but there was just none. You just had elder now, right? You couldn't do the progression ones. So at least serious, you can do that with alts and stuff, which I think is cool. Conquerors, you can't. So that's kind of like a mood point, I feel. Because you, if you can't do, if you can't, can't do like highest tier conquerors with your alt, you can't 
progress to a series on your hold, which is kind of annoying. I wish you could just do, like took out take out the watchstones and be like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm running white tier Baran now because I, my build can handle that at level seventy one. Mm. I'd like that. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm past the point where I feel like I need a lot of practice with conquerors, but that would have been super helpful. I mean, the the, the entire difficulty of Cirrus or the problem that I have with the difficulty of Cirrus and the conquerors is just that you can't really practice them well. That the way the system works doesn't allow you to practice the fights. Which is completely the opposite with Maven. So I've been really enjoying the Maven practice. And unlike some, I think... Enki, you said that your least favorite phase probably is also the bosses, right? I would say most of the coil phase. I just... I don't, I don't know why I don't like it. I don't like the quarter beam. I, I don't really like the trend of moving beams in boss fights. But you mean the, the, the quintuple beam in the end? Exactly. Okay, the, the last beam. phase. Because I think Yoji would also say that that's his least favorite phase. I don't know. I've watched I your video. I... You made a video about the rambling yeah. about the Maven fight. Would you quickly reiterate some points for us? What's your opinion? Um, so we're all going in blind. I think my main disappointment with the fight was I went in blind and I was I expected the fight that was uh, very different from all we had in PoE so far. Because like I kinda like that's what we've been getting for most boss fights. Like Uber Ziri was very different from Elder, was very different from Shaper. Then okay Uber Elder was a combination, but that was something that was new as well. Sirius feels very different from all the other ones as well. And then this fight doesn't really mm-hmm. feel that different. We have Shaper Ball management with Legion Ground. We have a Shaper Ball Barrage. We have to dust bo- oh, both also cold damage, by the way. So it's like the same things you have to cover stun immunity mm-hmm. and if they don't get stunned and freeze immunity. It's like the exact same. Um, spinning beams, like in Cirrus, like that debuffs you. That doesn't outright kill you, but debuffs you, makes everything else harder to deal with. It's a good mechanic. I love that in Cirrus fight. I love that mechanic there as well. Also, ball management and the Legion Ground management, soft and rage, I think it's a good mechanic. I've just seen it before and I was very surprised. Then we have some telegraphed slam, some telegraphed laser. Okay, yeah, serious lasers, telegraphed, it's a laser. We have a telegraphed slam, that's the shape of slam. It actually looks almost like a reskin chevron slam. Actually, the circle and boom. Um, yeah, that's that. the memory phase is new, and that's the part most people don't like. So I, I feel fine. I had to have a hard time complaining about the memory phase because I like that they tried something very, very new and different. Mm. Um, and I actually think the ad phase is one of the better ad phases we've had. I think most bosses' ad phases are kind of boring, and that one is actually exciting because it's difficult. It's not like a Ziri ad phase is basically you take a break, which I think is good in the Ziri fight. It fits because you, um, the all the other fight is so hectic. It's kind of like nice to have a, like a moment of like like breathing and like doing that because like Maven uh, Uber Ziri is, is kind of tricky if you don't have the damage to like one insta phaser. But yeah, the memory phase where you have to remember the the segments. Um, as I said, I like that they tried it. They tried something completely different. It's very new, very like unlike we've seen before. But it is the phase that I, the thing I like the least about the fight overall. So I feel bad about complaining about that the fight doesn't have enough new stuff. And the one new thing they tried, I, I'm hating on that as well. So I think I can see how that is a bit, a bit of a hypocritical, mean thing to do. But that's just how the fight turned out for me. <laughs> no, I mean that's how you feel about it. Yeah, because I, it's funny, but for me, I have to actually. And that's maybe because I played it on the build that I played it on, but I have to say that the memory phase, in particular the final one with the beams, is my favorite phase in the entire fight. Like, because it is the only phase 
where I feel like I'm fully in control and I don't get screwed over by bad RNG of like which abilities are getting picked in a sequence by the bosses or by Maven and her, uh, her core, right? And I feel like, mm-hmm. unless of course you really messed up the degen management on the floor, then that face is hell, uh, between hell and undoable. But if you've managed to keep the degen to a minimum amount in a certain spot in the arena, whether you choose the middle or one of the sides, I think it's very doable. And especially on my on my relatively low DPS caustic arrow, I felt like I could fight that phase of the fight for 30, 40 minutes without ever failing because it's just so so fun and so I don't know. And the memory mini game, I actually heard a lot about before I actually saw it the first time, and I expected it to be much more difficult. Like the fact that you only have three different zones and the longest sequence that you have to memorize is six. And on top of the fact that you can't have the same zone twice in a row, so every like there's only twelve different permutations per uh, per per triplet, right? I divide it in my head into two triplets, right? You have two sequences of three zones, so you have top left right, top left right, for example, two times the same sequence, and for every one of these triplet sequences, there's only twelve different variations, and for every for every start point, like top, left, or right, there's only four different ones. So it's four times three, it's 12. And I feel like at some point when you've done it a lot, you already know how the best movement looks like for every little of those triplet sequences. And it's also <clears> super, if I call them out loud, it's super easy to memorize. I mean, I've been overconfident before and I've, I've messed up. There is some problems with the visibility because depending on where you position yourself when she calls out the memory phase sequence, it's really hard to see. And I've messed it up a couple of times because I didn't see when it started. So I missed the first one. And that's really bad because if you miss the first one, then you get only a five sequence and then you're like, wait, there's one missing. Okay, so I missed the first one. Which one could be the first one? Could only be the one that wasn't the first one that I had in my head. And it's really complicated to to fix it when, when you missed the first one. But um, assuming that you know the timing of when it starts and you position yourself well, I think it's a really, really fair mechanic. And it's very, very fun, or it's been very, very fun for me to practice. Maybe there will be some sort of fatigue, but I, I really like that part. And also, I also like the added pressure of the beams in the last phase, because I take that... Well, first of all, I like the mechanic of you walk into a beam and you get a debuff. Like you said, you're right. It's it's the same as in Cirrus or similar. It's the same principle. And a lot of the things, to go answer to that point, a lot of the things are borrowed from other fights or taken from other fights. But I look at it as like a musical composition, right? When I listen to a non- new song that I like, not every chord that they strike is the, is a new chord that hasn't been played before or like a new drum sample or like... It, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're just using components that work well and putting them together in a new composition. And I think in that, if I look at it in those terms, I think Maven is a really well done composition. And um, cool. what you said, Yoji, in your video that the, the, the memory phase is a little bit of a gotcha. I thought that... If I well, that's, what people, that's what people have been saying. I don't, I don't actually think that is the case. I My think main it's issue with the, the one the, for the the expanding bubble because that is the biggest bullshit ever. Like, yeah, it's super easy, but the first time you go in there blind, you don't know it, and you're going to yeah. die to it. It's it, that's the only purpose of that phase. 
everything else, like the second time, you, you're never going to die to that. You're never going to mess it up unless you forget about it for some reason. But yeah. like, it, it's just that that's bullshit to me. I mean, did Anki, did you die on your first attempt to, to the brain going in the Absolutely. Yeah, same here. Did. I died to that as well. And never again after, right? Because once you know what you have to do, it's super easy to dodge. Yeah, I think it's I just actually, a cheap player kill, basically. Or did you manage to like mess it up once? I think I actually flame dashed into it once, but that's yeah. it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really hard. It's really hard to not dodge. But, but yeah, I was like, oh, the brain's coming in the middle. Okay, I guess I have to damage that now. It's like setting up my buffs and stuff. Like, hey, what's this weird color? Boom. Oh, okay, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> Fuck champ. Yep. Good, good telegraph. Yeah, I think yeah, my, my issues with the memory phase come from something else. Uh, one one thing is that I think what, what a lot of people's issues with the memory phase comes from, and part of mine as well, is that um, it requires you like a completely different cognitive effort and like a different effort in general from anything else in PoE. There's nothing that requires you to do shorter memory in PoE except that. There's nothing. Everything is about long-term memory, rememorizing, getting timings right, getting muscle memory, learning the boss fights. That's like most of yeah. PoE boss fights. Also, improving your build, building defenses, all that type of stuff. But that's like a one-shot that you can't build around. Yes, you can build move speed, but some some people play slower builds. It hoses that. You get more memory phases when you have low damage. I don't think you, you actually need something to punish low damage builds in PoE. I don't think I think that is complete bullcrap. You don't need that. Like the best strategy is already one-shotting bosses and nuking everything. That's already rewarding enough. We don't also have to. Oh yeah, by the way, you're, you're not one-shotting this boss, so you, you have more memory phases now. Congratulations! Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that is pretty bad design, honestly. Like, do something to host the builds that try to one-shot, maybe, or just leave it as is. That's the two things. You don't have to host the bad strategy. You have to host the good strategy. Like, imagine if if you DPS too quickly, you got extra memory phases. Yeah, that would be kind of, kind of mean. People would like rage so hard on that, but at least that would make sense because do, having high DPS is something that is strong. Being like, okay, so your build is struggling with the fight already because it's fifteen times as long as everyone else. Well, now you also get more of the difficult mechanic. So yeah, yeah. yeah I but think if that's... you have the worst build, like if your build is worse, should the fight be easier because of that? That's no, the question. That but it should ask, all... so. no, it should be the same difficulty, just longer, right? It shouldn't but get isn't harder. It that no. It's not. You get more of the difficult phase most people struggle with. Plus, also, the longer the fight is, the less your concentration is. And this is, like, just a concentration thing. Like, you can do a Cirrus. I can do a Cirrus super tired. Not because just because of practice, but because I can run Cirrus by timing, muscle memory, and just how it works. Like, I, I, I have the fight memorized. I don't need focus, like, in the moment focus for that. I just need to, like, have my muscle memory up and react. Ma Maven, I can't do after a workday. Basically, I can't do it. Uh, deathless, never, because at that moment my cognitive like functions of like actually memory is it's used up. I have tried it; it doesn't work. On the weekend, if I get up in the morning, me a Maven is easy. If I do it after workday, I just don't run Maven. Maven is a weekend boss fight for me. That's the only one, mm. and I think that could annoy people as well. Most of your gaming time is after work. Mm. I it's share that to some degree, but not because of the memory phase, just because there's so much in the fight going on that you need to pay attention to at the same time. Oh, it's a very spammy fight, yeah. I don't, also don't like that part about it. It's just very... Like, a lot of the mechanics, you basically can't dodge because it's too much. You have to... You have to, like, basically be immune and be able to tank, like, so I would say, like, 50 to 70% of the stuff she does to actually do the fight properly and reliably. 
And at that point, that stuff just becomes visual noise to distract you from the stuff that you actually have to dodge. And that was just also not... I'm not a fan of that part either. That's like, that's a lot of this fight I'm not a fan mm -hmm. of. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay, I need to do more of that fight. What's your, your take on it so far, Better? Been... I mean... I, I haven't... I haven't played it enough, but it's because I don't see a world in which I can ever do memory. My memory is a very bad problem. A very, very bad problem. I don't have a good memory. I don't know if any amount of practice is going to be enough for me to be able to do Maven. Like consistently or deathless. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to do it. In like a leak from now, you'll be saying, "How could I ever say that it's so easy?" <laughs> because I, hope so. I, I mean, I mean, you can you can memorize two two sequences of three zones, where the, the same can. zone can can cannot pop up twice in a row anyway. While positioning your character, while the, the stuff is sometimes really hard to see. What would help? It's not me, the multitasking at all. That's the problem. It's literally the memory for me. I I just that's how bad my memory is. How do you memorize phone numbers? I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who no, the fuck like, memorizes phone numbers? But if I if I memorize a number like a sequence of six, six digits, I just say it out loud, and then it just because of the phonetics and the muscle memory of of my, me saying it out loud, right? Like the way that I move my lips and my tongue, I can repeat it an infinite amount of time as long as I don't drop it from my brain, right? But since you don't have to, it's not like Maven gives you the sequence and then you have to play another phase and then that sequence pops up again. It's like she gives you the sequence and then you repeat the sequence. Yeah, no, it's like no, that doesn't happen. There's no time for my you brain to drop can't brain. remember that. Get a special brain then. Yeah, like I'm, I'm saying that's how bad my memory is. Like it, it, it just goes instantly. <laughs> it's gone. I don't know that a practice is gonna help with that so i've been pretty hesitant to do the fight just because fucking memory bit in it is just like that's not that's not testing my mechanical skill that's not testing my um build layers of defenses or offense or 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 game knowledge at all it's literally just testing my short-term memory which is trash don't need and a so test for I, that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't need a test. I know how bad my short-term memory is. I mean, the the good thing about like the good thing about it is that you can, uh, if you have high DPS, you can just lock on every memory phase. I mean, the first one is like three things that I think that's probably doable. Um, but like for the last phase, you can just log on every memory phase. You get like maybe two if you have like a decent DPS build. Sometimes even I think one is guaranteed. That's probably going to be my approach when I buy a bunch of them is figure out exactly when the right time to log is yeah. and then just oh, do that. Oh, you can just log when she's, she flies in the middle. She says, like, scurry, scurry. If you log, then you're fine. Yeah, Grace faces like, one entire minute in that fight. When and then you just go in nice. with a one-minute so Grace one period minute. to wait it out. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's super easy. Just like, oh, it starts. Log. Go back in. Wait. It always works. Yeah. It's almost... So, yeah. it's like, the one minute always seems like that's intentional. It seems like so... So long, it almost feels like it's intentional that they put that. Honestly, put that I think even with just thirty seconds, you'd be able to log in the beginning of the memory phase and and 
Yeah, but why make it longer then? Right? That's why. That's my thing. Like, why make it this long? Why seems like make it a minute? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's intentional so people can't skip the memory phase if they if they screw up. Hmm. That's my 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 guess. Yeah, I guess I'm. That's yeah. Two of the things that I really don't like is like you said that the fight gets harder the lower DPS. Yeah, do you get additional punishment for the DPS? (laughs) Even though I'm not sure to what extent I agree with that, but. Yeah, like having to do the memory phase multiple times over just once, obviously, is um, different versus having to do the same phase for five minutes instead of four or whatever. It's too long. ZDPS confirmed. But um, yeah, that and and the random factor. Like I said, the final phase feels fine, but I feel in especially the boss phase, when you get the bosses, it's super random. I, I had one where I had two spinny beam pieties at the same time, for example. <laughs> And that's that's not really cool. Uh, I had one with three volts that all tried to slam me at the same time. And it was hard to tell which one's going to slam in which direction. <laughs> and They're all like slamming over the scepter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the, the RNG factor is so big. And I just, I had moments, I had fights where I was like, okay, this is going to be the one. This is going to be no no death, no portals. I just one portal, one, one thing, power through. And then... The ad phase starts, and I stand still because I want to fire a caustic arrow in the wrong spot, and bam, I'm instantly dead. <laughs> that, it, just, it just happens sometimes in the ad phase. You really have to be aware of which bosses spawn and what they can do. And yeah, I haven't died to the ad phase yet, but I don't think there are many bosses that my build just can't just straight up tank. Um, I think the Bramble Valley boss that will probably be the the one to take me down. I can take like or anything the normal the summon Kitava does. Isn't that, that isn't the really one that from much. the Chaos Warbands, the Cycloner with EK? I, I can take that, tank that kind of caverns. problem. He hits so often, the, I have, the, I'm block. Yeah, okay, the cast yeah. on Acid Caverns one yeah. will still kill you. It'll no. straight up murder you. I had to on the spot. T- t- two of them, nothing happened. Absolutely nothing. He, he, hits, me so he, hits, he hits too often. I'm life gain on block. Okay, but nothing he happens. does something in the vicinity of 150 million DPS. Not not to my build, apparently. I don't know. Maybe my arcane cloak was up while he was like dying. The other thing is, if playing like a dead and a dead variant, um, you blow up the bosses on each other. So as soon as the few like few die, nothing really happens. But he didn't kill me. I don't know. I also in as acid caverns, he didn't. I was surprised. Like it's the first time I play a build that he doesn't get he doesn't wreck. Because <laughs> like Somewhere. I can have a I can have an animate guardian in my minion build that has fortify and one hundred and fifty thousand life. And eighty percent physical mitigation and seventy-five all res, and it'll insta die. Like it won't even get time to log if I'm looking at it. That's I mean, how much damage is, that thing does. The thing is, I'm, I'm like close to cap block. Close to I'm, I'm spell, cap spell block. I have uh, he's blinded. Um, he d- does like less damage because of like sigil of power and all that type. Also because of the necromancer thing. Um, I have forty uh, percent mind over matter. I have agnostic. Um, I have an arcane cloak of a few thousand that's up pretty reliably for a while. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. The build has defensive layers and I just didn't take the damage. Like, I, I stood there, he was like cycloned over me. And I'm like, okay, apparently it's not that bad. Even like, I had like one with like three Grivicious Storms at the same time that also didn't right. do that. The, the one that I'm talking about is the one that does Cyclone EK, right? Spectral throw. Oh, Spectral throw. Yeah, I didn't have that one. That's the Cyclone EK. Is that the same yeah, no, Spectral throw with the Storm Call and stuff? 
Mm. Yeah, it's cast on crit, but it's old school cast on crit with no cooldown. Like for, before off, it had a cooldown on the gem at all. Yeah, but for that guy, you just don't kill anyone. You, you just move, move because the spectral yeah, flows deal like damage. damage. And yeah. the, the storm calls, they stay for a while. You just have to like keep moving. But that will kill you. Like if you get hit by that, you die. I'll if your minions get hit by I'll, that, I'll you die. Try that. I'll definitely try that. Your minions get hit I, by that, you die? Well, man, it, it, die if your it. neighbor gets hit by that while you're asleep, your character dies in its hideout. That's how much damage it does. <laughs> well, you're not even logged in, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. It's more damage than any other mob in the game by a factor of at least 20. Okay, yeah, I hadn't had that. Like, I, had this, I had the Cyclone EK gun. That was like, a, that doesn't do any damage. But yeah, that I, could, I know that he does crazy damage, but I haven't been hit. Yeah, and then I have the similar problem, just not in that much of an extent. And I think it's fine, but I noticed that throughout, like doing a, a big number of runs, like I think it was when I was above ten, right when I really felt like I had a decent grip on the fight, or I at least understood. I I noticed that sometimes the phases where you have to manage the legion on the ground are way harder than other times. Because of the sequence of abilities that Maven and her nucleus chose. Uh, like, of course, I, if I pay more attention to everything, if I'm always aware where's the nucleus, where's Maven, and what did she use last, what might she use next, maybe it becomes easier, but I feel like there's a very large bandwidth between a lucky roll or a lucky sequence of abilities and an unlucky sequence of abilities where Sometimes it feels like I'm forced to drop the degen in spots where I don't want to have it just in order to avoid my death. But then that may be just due to the nature of the build that I play or because the fight lasts too long for me, right? Like a lot of people pointed that out. The fight gets significantly easier if you have several millions DPS because every single phase lasts so much shorter. But I I kind of went into it with the idea I want to, I want to, I want to become mechanically proof to the fight, right? I want to be able to do the mechanics and to, to outplay it. And I, I feel that in the phase where you drop the degens, like sometimes you, you get her uh, the balls that chase you and then the laser in an unlucky spot where you wanted to drop the degens and then you have to keep moving. But then the, the, the degen balls, they speed up. And they also have a slightly different timer than the other the other balls that have a timer where you can walk in and then they explode that circle the arena. Yeah. That got me a couple of times because I, I thought it was the same timer from when you proc them to when they go off. And it's absolutely not. They all have their own individual uh, dynamic. I found, that, I found that as well. That got me a few times as well. Um, Enki, how do you feel about the the Dijon ground? Just wondering. I don't really even notice it because I have agnostic. I guess if if you do something like let's say a ballpack character that doesn't have overleech, yeah, it's really gonna fuck me up. <laughs> like that's gonna wreck your fight if you mismanage it. Oh yeah. So I, did, did you also use Calm's boots or something? Because the slow is massive no, on those no areas. But um, elementalists um immune to chill. Yeah, it's a chill. Oh, it's a chill, right? Oh, yeah, fine. But I can see huh. characters without good passive recovery will really struggle with it. Wait, yeah. no, no, it's not. I, I'm using a dream fragments on my occultist, so I can't be chilled. But I was slowed on the balls. There must be a different slow on top of the chill. 
It can be, can be. I don't know. I never really felt this load too too much as well, but it is. I mean, it is there still. It's it's noticeable, especially when you have like a already like a you're dropping all the balls on one stack, right? You want to get all everything on one, and then you messed it up a little bit, so you have a little bit of a bigger arena, and you're trying to walk into the center of the arena so that the balls follow you into the center of the of oh, not arena area where you want to drop them, and. Yeah, the fact that you're slowed down, you definitely have to factor that in when you're trying to to calculate how fast the balls are going to reach you. Because once you walk onto the the the, the slowing ground, you move much much slower. Huh? At least for me, maybe that's also different. How do you how do you um like where do you place the balls? What's what's your? I've I've come to the conclusion that the best spot is either the middle because that's a zone that you don't need for the memory game, right? Because it advances outwards, so you want to keep the outer rim as clean as possible. But it's hard to drop them all in the middle on top of each other exactly, because then you need to dash exactly into the middle where you drop them, right? So I find it much easier to all stack them on top if I put them into the middle of one of the three tiles on the outer rim. So it's all the way. Okay. Enki, how do you do that? I'm just like curious to steal some strats. <laughs> I just usually do it somewhere on the outside. On the outside, right? Yeah, I see both both things. Like not I've on seen... the transition between the zones, because you need the transition for the memory games, right? If you get like left, top, right, top, right, top, and then yeah. there is a degen on the on the border between uh, top and right, you have a problem. If the last mm. one is alternating there, but yeah, yeah. I don't. What I what I do is I spot, drop them in the middle, and how I how I do that, I don't like have to flame dash or anything. I just like they they get spit out into the middle, right? Every time, I just like catch them as they got spit out and like instantly pop them. That's how I do it, and I think that's super simple because the the brain thing will always spit them into the middle of the arena, and they will always start existing there. So you're just like as soon as he spits the thing, that's the what I want. There, you just, just run kill them. them. <laughs> Yeah, they just like pop up and you instantly pop them. I think that's probably the, the best strat in my opinion, from what I've seen so far. Like by a long shot, like as soon as they start chasing you around, the timing gets difficult. But if you just like as soon as the that's all I watch out for in the first like phases. It's just I I can tank everything else except for that and the beam and the berry phase. And so I just wait I wait for that to happen and the TPS Maven run around and as soon as the brain shoots the things out, they run in the middle, pop them exactly where they stand and then move out again. That's, I found that to be super simple. Yeah, I feel like if there's already degen in the middle, it might not be that easy to get to, to it really that. I mean, toss a smoke mine in the middle. and that's Yeah, yeah true. true. Yeah, and smoke then, mine. And then... Um, as soon as like they pop, I'd flame that out, and that's that's what I do. That's why I have two movement skills. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> I have to try that strat. Honestly, never tried to stack them up in the middle. I just felt like it might be harder because when I stack them up on the side, obviously it doesn't matter which. Like as long as I'm at least a minimum distance close to the edge, then I always stop at the edge because I can't dash beyond the edge, right? So that helps me positioning precisely on the spot where I want to stack them up. But then I screw up the memory phrase every now and then again, anyways, because either I'm like not paying attention, I'm tired, sometimes hard to see. Sometimes I just have all the cremations in weird spots and it's hard to see because they are so spammy, right? Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do the fight much, much more because I just don't enjoy it much. 
Mm. I got two Maven Orbs. I got I got I got the two successful fights, and I got two Maven Orbs. I got what I need for. SSF. You're a fucking scumbag. I got one Maven Orb throughout all the like 15 Mavens that I killed. <laughs> <laughs> I got two and ten. I heard Zizzard got three out of three. I, have three. I got. I screwed up one fight and got two out of two. So that's that's pretty good. I've only done two Maven fights, and I don't think I'm going to do many more. I'm, I, what I really love, love though, are the like the multi-boss fights of the other stuffs. That's I think some of the best content in PoE currently. Yeah, yeah, and that's so replayable. So many different combinations. Although, do you, did you find yourself struggling when you were going for a ten ten boss in a given uh, zone to find bosses that you want to put into the ten boss encounter? Where you're like, okay, well that that one I don't want to have in there, but that one I don't want to have in there. Or way more like experimental, like oh yeah, one of this, one of this. I don't care. I didn't even think. I just put stuff in, see what happens. <laughs> was pretty fun. Yeah. I I put race race course boss in, and luckily I only ran it after they patched the reflect out. That's <laughs> <laughs> when he spawned. I was like, did they patch this already? Oh god damn it! And I, but I just because cremation, I have no chance. I've run race course once this league. I run it a second time for awakening completion and never run it again because cremation, especially if you don't have the damage to like really nuke the boss, <laughs> you, you die. It just stays you, up. You, have, you don't have a choice. You just take take it up the ass once, take it up the ass twice, and be done with it. <laughs> That's what you do. You, you can't, wait can't for the reflect to go away before you cast the first time. But if you don't yeah. kill him in that gap. Yeah. That's it. You just die because it's dead, <laughs> you dead already. You can't stop. There's no stop button. <laughs> when I first got there, my, my DPS was so low that I just that wasn't the case. I think now my DPS might actually be there to actually kill him. Can you can you actually unsocket your cremation gem? Does it unspawn the cremations? Uh, people told me for Uber that I could do that, but I, I challenged myself self to do Uber Ziri without doing that. And I managed to do it. I only died once to my own uh, damage. <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't, I what I would do if she splits up, I would put my cremations in the corner, like see where the mirror is, and then like put it on the on the opposite clone, and that would work. Yeah. Also have conk effect, and that is also help, <laughs> not intensify or anything else. So mm -hmm. I managed that. But cremation is not the best build for Uber Ziri, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> not not quite. Huh. Why am I not surprised mm -hmm. to hear that? But Uber Ziri is such a good fight still. Like I did that right after the two Maven attempts. That was again amazed how good the fight is like for how old it is it's not i don't think it would hold up as a new if they introduced a new boss fight now like uber zero didn't exist they introduced the new boss fight now of the expansion be like hey this is this is the new fight i don't think people will be mm. wowed by it or anything it's it not exactly work for the end boss for like league content like equivalent to katarina or something like that yeah or the the yeah, definitely temple, I mean, yeah. but yeah but she still holds up. The fight was still exciting. It was fun. I had room to mess up. I had some cool moments. Additional thoughts? Do we want to branch off from here? Is there any anything you guys still want to talk about? I'm I'm always always paranoid that people want to leave on time and then I, I miss messages because that's happened in the past that people were in Discord. I was like, I have to go! <laughs> and I just didn't see it. But now I managed to have Discord open in the browser so I can actually see the messages while I full-screened the cameras. What? Technology is there. I don't think I want to go too far over time, but I'm not in a rush rush. I don't even know what the time is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're, 
Sorry for that. <laughs> we're pretty much exactly done with all the topics that we wrote down, and we're uh, pretty much exactly two hours into the podcast now. I think we started at like nailed uh, it. Water passed, and we'll get seven minutes. Or we could cover some ground that we haven't covered, or we could link, let Enki do a, a monologue where he uh, catches <laughs> up with the, the talking time. Is there, is there a story that we want to tell, tell Enki? Not really. Not You've really. Been so 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 silent. Why so shy? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what to talk about. Let's say. If there was one thing to make the Maven fight better, what would it be? One thing to make the Maven fight better. To remove the call beam. I don't like it. <laughs> I just uh, saw the suggestion in chat uh, about that with the beam. Where uh, Dr. Dexter said he would think it's cool if the failing the memory phase... Well, that's not exactly the beam. But like, if failing the memory phase instead of killing you would heal Maven. Yeah, that, that would be perfect for ZDPS builds. Um, to get more memory phases because <laughs> you have no damage and then she gets healed. We can't do the boss fight. I think that's a good suggestion. Perfect. <laughs> I, I love it. I want, to, I want to see Quinn fight Maven for five hours. I, I would yeah, love but that. it would... It... <laughs> But you would always fail it if you log out, so you would always heal it. So the logout cheese wouldn't be as strong. Yeah, I, I, I would have failed all my Maven attempts. Then I think mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think that's cool. I, I, I already have a problem with the healing, as is like with the bosses sometimes. That also is like makes defensive builds like hoses defensive builds, which is still it just doesn't make sense. Why would you make mechanics that make the builds the worst builds worse? The least popular builds were that's like, like okay, what build really needs a nerf? Oh, yeah, conversion trap needs a nerf, <laughs> and I think it's a glacial hammer needs a heavy strike, definitely needs a nerf. So, basically, make like a maven immune to strike skills. I think that would be a good step in the right. Why would they pose builds that are already like the bottom of a food chain? I, I just don't understand yeah. it. I don't think that's very thoughtful of them to, to do that. And there are people who really enjoy playing tanky builds. I'm one of them. I don't. Re I don't really mind if I have a little bit less DPS, and I'm, I'm tankier, and like have a higher, I don't know, room for error on my builds. I, I don't mind that at all. I, if the fight takes like five to ten minutes, whatever, it's cool. But I just, I just want to be safe on like not failing the fight, and they kind of like nerfed that, which is already a suboptimal strategy. <laughs> Again, on the one hand, I agree. On the other hand, I'm like, is it really that much worse? Because yes, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, but the fight yeah. gets longer anyway, with the, if you lower DPS or not. Yeah, but you get more of everything, not just the memory phase. You get yeah, the more memory of everything. Phase is one thing that can always get you. So here's the here's what it is the equivalent of. Imagine you know how Cirrus has three phases. Well, imagine if those storms instead happened every ten seconds. Yeah. Now, for me, that would be better because I wouldn't have any. Yeah. I would just exactly. kill him. And I would have but if you, <laughs> But if you only get 10 seconds to attack him in each phase and he just goes back up in the air, the worse, the worse your DPS is, the worse that gets by a long shot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. True. I felt the untargetable thing. The first 10 runs or so, it really... It really annoyed me that I couldn't keep on dealing damage to Maven during the memory phase. Yeah, it's probably the invulnerability is the bigger factor there. I mean, if Maven was vulnerable on cremation, that would not be an issue. But let's say I'm double strike. 
like there are builds that can't do damage during the ma- during the maven phase if she was like during the memory phase that would also like that would also reward this builds that are still already good at boss fights which are the builds that can damage a boss without having to do anything why not make it so that you actually have like i don't know maybe she takes more damage the closer you are to her and has some abilities that are really hard hitting that are only close range so if you're a tanky melee character which is like a strike build you do more damage but you have to do yeah. dodge more skills and then when you stay far further away you have to dodge less of the crappy stuff but you do way less damage something like this I feel like the issue with that is that the tankiest builds are also spell builds. I mean, there's, yeah, but that's like a whole like complete game rebalance problem. Like that balance <laughs> in the game currently is off whack, like completely no. crazy. Is something. Oh, that's a good little point that I wanted to bring up. Sorry for exactly. a complete, complete. Please, Enki, what do you want to say? Just exactly. <laughs> I absolutely agree. <laughs> I think the the. Ever since they did the update where they buffed some bosses and they buffed magic and rare monsters, I feel like the entire balance of enemy survivability is completely out of the window in Path of Exile. It feels so inconsistent and it feels so stupid that like Mervil is the hardest fight in the first half of the game. And, uh, and then something like uh, the mini bosses in the core map didn't get buffed. It's, it's more than a year ago now and the mini bosses in the core map <laughs> Chevron, Malagaro, and Dredri are still a fucking joke. You run in there and you one-shot like them. They're like white mobs. Yeah. They just... just <laughs> and you're like, okay, clearly someone forgot about this, but then why why not revise it after like a leak or two? Like, oh. I, I was so hyped when they did the buffs because I was like, yeah, nice. They're going to they're gonna balance the game, the, the challenge in the game around player power and make it a logical progression that things progressively get harder. Right, and then it just didn't touch it at all. I mean, I, I'm sure they're busy with a lot of other things, but that's something that really, that really hits me hard every time I think about it. It's like some things are just unreasonably tanky, and other things are unreasonably squishy. And the disparity between white mob life and map boss life is—I mean, white monsters are basically just walking flash charges at this point. I mean, if you don't kill them, they actually don't hit that like for little damage that's the funny part like oh, if you have true. a white pack of skeletons just walk up to you and like i'll smack you there's a chance you will die on a decently built character <laughs> that's how i died on my first character that reached maps this league <laughs> i came out of an incursion i was criticizing my place that i was like oh, i was talking and not gaming that was it was a really big mistake and i and i walk into the pack of, of melees with vulnerability on the map and i get hit by all five at the same time <laughs> like okay yeah Talking and not gaming. Okay. White maps do way too much damage in this game, though. Like, you can just take your endgame character into Blood Aqueducts. And you can just, like, walk up. And if you just stand there and don't kill the white mobs that everybody one-shots and see how much damage they do, it's actually quite a bit, just from Blood Aqueducts. Like, I don't mind stuff like content being scary in terms of, like, how threatening it is to my character, regardless of how outleveled I am. I, I think that's cool that, that, that it's hard to reach a point where you can completely ignore things. Because I don't like the point where you ignore things. That's the point where the game gets boring. Oh, that's my favorite part. I realize <laughs> that we have very different views on that. If I can't get my character to that point, what's the point in even playing? 
I play games like this to become a walking god. I'm already vulnerable in real life. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like the difference. We are already walking gods in real life, so we want to play the game to be vulnerable. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to, by that logic. Exactly. <laughs> it has to be the case, right? <laughs> On which side of the spectrum are you, Enki? Walking god IRL or in-game? I would dare say in-game. Oh, I, I, I expect like a why not both. <laughs> exactly, why not both. Let's go with that. I never said what I said before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's, if, they, if they took away the ability for me to be a basic walking god in the game, I'd probably be bored already and have quit. Like, that's what I want. I actually found out about myself that I, while my damage was super low, I actually enjoyed the fights more because they took longer and I actually had to dodge the mechanics. Like, while my build was worse, the gameplay and the, the engagement with the game was, like, actually better than ever before. Now my build is better, I can, like, ignore most mechanics and do enough damage so that the fight doesn't take forever. But the game is, I, I think the game is actually, like, from a, how much you engage with it, it's, it's better, if you will. I would almost say objectively better, but like it depends on what you enjoy. But just from a game design perspective, the game is not designed around obviously bosses being one shot. But then at that point, if you one shot all bosses, you don't have to give them abilities anyways, right? <laughs> just that's mm -hmm. kind of like what I think. But yeah, I think it's still cool because it feels very rewarding to get to that point of you can now trivialize content that you've previously maybe struggled with. So I think that progression is what it's fun, right? And that getting to that point and knowing you can get there. I think it's like something that drives you. So I think that's a good part. But the gameplay is actually more engaging when you're not at that point. <laughs> people I, I, always say like, uh, oh, but you're trivializing gameplay. You must remove this build. It trivializes everything. And I'm sitting there thinking, but that's the entire reason I made it. What? Like I want to, that's why we did it to trivialize the content. Cause that's, that's fun. That's the point of an ARPG. That's the whole game design. It all, it's always been the game design yeah, since like, like the 90s. But when you start and you outscale the content that you're doing and, you know, everything becomes a joke, you just progress and you get into the higher content that is not a joke anymore until that becomes a joke and you go into the higher content. But eventually you can't go into higher content anymore. Everything's a joke. Yeah. And so it shouldn't be super easy. Yeah, to do that to everything. But then what happens when it's not super easy to do that in everything is that you get builds like aura stackers that take 600, 700 exalts to make a decent one of. And those exist because we made the most disgusting build that can ever exist and everyone cries until it goes away because the build is too strong and trivializes everything. Now, I think and the reason what the why real answer is because they can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reason why, like, I mean, aura stacking is now just, like, absurdly expensive before it was very expensive. Um, I think the reason why it makes sense to, like, nerf OP builds and stuff like that is because if it's the same build every time, I think it gets gets a bit stale. Like, if you play, I mean, we yeah. didn't play aura stacking for too I'm long, but if that. you... Huh? What do you well, say? that, there needs to be more. Yeah, there need to be either more different ones, or they need to be, like, changing, maybe, like, a combination of both. Because if it's just... Or, I mean, aura stacking is pretty... It's, like, at the same time, a like very varied build because you can put a lot of stuff on it. 
on the on the framework but at the same time the path tree is always exactly the same and you don't really like once you have made yeah. one you've seen it all you just slap on different skills and like tweak like some stats that synergize with that skill okay you're okay okay some broad speed here okay that's good okay you're you're a window orb. okay some duration here okay that's good <laughs> Yeah, that's like three. You get like you four points to play with or something. You're like, all yeah. right, whatever it is you're playing, spend those four points around this skeleton yeah. tree and go. Yeah, I think that's why it would be nice if you have like several builds that can really scale equally high and then like nerf them or like balance them uh, among each other kind of like deal. But it, it makes sense for builds. I mean, currently, the as I said, balance is so off whack. It, I don't think it really matters. There's skills that are basically unusable and there are skills that are usable, but. You, there's so much like they are the, like in a different dimension of other skills, just from like an investment point of view. And then there are skills I think they are pretty cool that are, are low investment suck and the high investment can get really good. So there's like some point there. And there, there are builds that need nothing like dominating blow. It's like oh I have items with life on them and resists. Yeah I'm good to do all content thanks. I <laughs> find that so I I never had less fun with a strong build than with dominating blow. <laughs> had less fun. Yeah, the gear progression was just not fun. I, I I had really bad RNG on the character and I still did everything deathless. That's not fun. Yeah, that's, I play I play RPGs. Yeah, I play RPGs for gear progression, but my gear progression basically ended in Blood Aqueducts and could do series eight. <laughs> that's not that's just not interesting. That's not interesting character making. Yeah, it's strong, but it's not interesting. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, so that's a good point. Just realized we had nothing running in the background, and it's been my starting soon screen for the past three minutes again. Put yeah. up something. Although it's a good starting soon screen, it's kind of accurate if you're ending the podcast soon and starting <laughs> the stream soon, I guess. Question mark. Um. As you're gonna stream after the podcast, yeah. Like I, I ended up in a really, really weird day and night rhythm schedules. Yeah, it's like really, really interesting. You start streaming, but you start your day when I end my day, and we live in the same time zone. <laughs> yeah, but then again, I mean, what do time zones matter during lockdown? I mean, I, I still other than work. doing groceries, yeah, you do you do work, and kids have schedules. Weirdly enough, and and grocery shopping exists but you're a social <laughs> like, person you're involved with other people right i'm just you know, only with the ones myself. living living in this house in this household because that's all that is allowed i think mostly i think plus one person currently Yuji's yeah. involved so much in real life that he barely even counts yeah not like the rest he's like a regular human being yeah that just dips his toe into this world <laughs> but actually functions as an adult <laughs> it's, it's weird <laughs> I just share my apartment this with this weirdo cat over there, and he has a very, very weird day and night schedule. Can you like, can you like show show your wall real quick? Because I have a theory about like gamers don't have things on their walls. Uh, that's the wrong side of the room. But yeah, there there is obviously my screen there, and there's nothing on the wall there. But <laughs> the camera cables can't move it as really. <laughs> Only thing okay. on my wall is. Sound foam? I mean, that makes sense for yeah. like a streaming dedicated oh, I want that. Room. I want that so badly. I'm going to get that in this room. So, but here we have a beautiful artwork. What the hell? It's overexposed. 
LSD-mode. That's that's cool. Okay, you have something on the wall. Okay, my theory I is I have another proven. one over there, but it's hard to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something there. Okay. There's some decoration. Two decorations. That's two more than I expected, so that's fair. Well, I also have uh, these, uh, these art prints. Right, I got the art prints that came with the, the expensive uh, supporter pack. No, it was uh, was the one of the iteration of supporter packs. I don't know the names of the supporter packs. But basically, it's, uh, basically, this one. Oh, they're also okay. signed by some of the members. by someone <laughs> by someone. <laughs> Not a Chris Wilson signature. Pretty cool, and I want to get them framed and put them on the walls. They look amazing. And I also got two Atlas cloth maps that I want to put on the wall, but I, I, I just feel like I need to get frames. And oh, that's frame the yeah, that's that's the the Conquerors, right? The Conqueror supporter pack things. I think it is. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, now we get to the high tier, the more expensive one. Yeah, I have these art prints as well from Ascendancy, where like for each Ascendancy picture. And I've still not put them up. <laughs> Very nice stuff. Yeah, I have to uh, extend a, a generous thank you once again to the one and only Ice Tricks in chat who uh, somehow decided that it would be better for me to have those than for him to have them. Because I didn't buy the top tier supporter pack. These are going to be uh, framed and... Uh, I think the camera position right now is super, super funny. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> literally goes over my head. <laughs> just, the whole like podcast just goes over his head, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they're really nice. Can't wait to put them up. Mm. Alright, oh, you guys can't see me. Right. There we go. <laughs> oh, now it's normal again. Normie podcast, predictable, boring. You had over the head podcast. Oh, boring and small. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit of a positive note. What we could end on is like, what are you guys looking forward to in Path of Exile for the foreseeable future? What are you going to do on your streams? What's your next Bad goal? League. You want to knock out? Badger League. Let's go. You're playing Badger League? Yes, absolutely. Nice. That's cool. Didn't know. It's like the only private league I ever played. So much fun. Nice. Yeah, it's really great. If I like, would have time to like re-level again, that would be super nice. Sorry, I'm what looking up. Someone in chat needs to needs to have that clarified. What is a Badger League? <laughs> I don't think he he Hulk knows you organize that stuff. Yeah, I think it's a rhetorical uh, question. But yeah. Badger has a private league where you, it's a faction based private league. This time I think there are four factions and you're like team based working against each other, like competing for points. Like I think you're hunting like unique sets and killing bosses and leveling together in factions, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Is it the third one? Fourth one? I think it's the third I one. Think so. I think it's the third one, yeah. I haven't done one before, but I've, I've been closely observing them and people have been telling me how much fun they are. So this time I made sure that I sign up. Oh, yes, you as well. Early. Yeah, yeah. definitely going to play. That's nice. I'm just going to get uh, told about what happens by Badger, so I'm relying on that. <laughs> but yeah, it's always super fun to follow them. 
You're playing as well, Enki? I'm still deciding because I'm a little bit busy in the next few days, weeks. And I also want to really looking forward to trying out Gauntlet. I actually could not join the last two ones. Ooh. So that's something I really want to try out. Yeah. So I, I just have to see if I have the time for it. But if so, then yes, I will join. Mm. So wait, you're, you're a bit shaky on the Badger League because you want to focus on the Gauntlet, but you're definitely joining the Gauntlet this time. Now, I, I want to join Badger's League. I just don't know yet if I can, if I have the time. But if yeah. I have the time, then then I will join. But you're joining the, the Gauntlet for sure, is what you're saying? Yeah. You're already practicing? I just yesterday got into PAX Private League for it. PAC has a, a private league up for practice. The Gauntlet one? Yeah. I was and planning to practice with Baker a bit. Yeah, I was I, I was also asking Baker about, hey, because someone told me that Baker wants to do a private league, and I was like, hey, dude, I'm going to join in. I'm going to chip in. I'm going to you know, help you organize, going to promote it on my stream. We're going to throw our communities together and stuff. But then we didn't, we didn't manage to actually come together and talk about it, so... Okay. I, I felt like, okay, I'm just, just going to join PAX League. It's easier than to keep pushing for, for organizing something. But I'd still be really down to, to open a private league and fresh start and go on that. It's great. Like, I, I know it's completely meaningless if you do it, like, with just a handful of people and with casual speed. Like these announcements don't don't mean anything, but just the announcements popping off in global chat, where you're like this that guy is the first to enter this and that zone, and it's just. It, I love that in our current private league. Because such a good feeling. How many people are you in the, in the small league? I think like thirty, but let's say ten actually play in end game. Like ten, ten plus active people. Okay, that's that's a, that's still like a decently large group if you have actual like. Like no trade, basically like actual sharing items. Yeah. That's a pretty decent, decent size. I really enjoyed it, and I'm definitely gonna gonna do that or join that again next week. How, how did but, you like? How does that put together? Like, how is it just people who know each other? Like, I kind of wonder, like, how did you not get people in there just to grab items and leave? For example, that's like a thing that could theoretically happen. Yeah, it's it's just it, it was started by a fellow streamer. Huh? It was by Art Crusader, who's a fellow German streamer, and he just invited me to it. And basically at this point, it's just us and people from our community playing together, people that we already know anyway. There's okay. a few people who joined just to have a fresh start, but it's fine too. And yeah, we basically share everything over a global channel. So if anyone needs anything, they just mention it there. And if someone finds it or has it, then we know who needs it, such as how super nice. Yeah, that's sounds super nice, yeah. And I really mm -hmm. like the approach because you can't really get fucked over by RNG with, let's say, Uber trials, like what happens to me in SSF all the time. Yeah, and yeah that's well. Also some other things, especially, you know, with the Maven invitations, with the special invitations, where you sometimes, I think it took me to level 98 or 99 until I could, yeah, it was 99, mm -hmm. until I could do finally do the synthesis map one, because I just didn't find one of them. Yep. So it really helps with such things. Mm. 
Yeah, I think it's, it's like a really nice thing. It's like almost SSF, if, if you will, but you have like enough people to counteract like the really stupid stuff, as you said. Yeah, exactly. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, if you find a fun group as well, you can have like lots of fun memes and stuff there as well, I would imagine. <laughs> Speaking about memes, I have to play a meme build next. What's that going to be? Yeah, I have a channel point redemption for 100k channel points. And uh, mm. I'm going to have to play Elemental Hit. Oh, that's not even a meme build. What are you talking about? To me, it's a meme build. I'm not looking forward to it. You get like 42 million DPS, leech, over leech. Yeah, I'm, I think about do the next build. <laughs> All phase acro, acrobatics, like, Ellie hits really good. Let's hmm. see how it works out, because I have to do it in a specific way. Okay. Yeah. I, can't, I can't just do my own build. Oh. Mm, that could make things significantly worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't be a pure lightning Elliot. You, you could still do that as well. I think there are some some, mm. some ways that are better. Some ways that are worse. Lightning would be one of the worst ways. <laughs> if you do the conversion thing, yeah, but you could do like cold lightning uh, EE, and that could be pretty good. Yeah. On a wonder, I think seeing that with, like three shot bosses. Uh, if yeah, you're not playing on and joining in on any on the pri of the private league fund, Yoji. What are you? Uh, what are you doing next? What's your next goal? Um, you're also planning a meme build. Uh, I'm planning a build in general. I'm trying to figure out what I want to roll next in SSF while still playing cremation and like finishing up my like getting like just craftable watchstones in every slot, that type of stuff. Also, I might like another option I'm considering is just like trying to go for my first level 100 on the cremation character because I'm actually still having so much fun with the character and with the content as well. Um, I'm currently like close to 98, which is like XP wise, I think halfway through, halfway there. And there's Waldos, that's pretty good XP. I heard there's heists are pretty yeah. good XP. You have you have enough variety in good XP farming. Also, um. I'm setting up currently for like le le region specific farming. I've done a few few regions already. I've done a le legion in there's a new vest here. Legion farming found a crap ton of emblems. Like there's like three days of like playing a few hours, and I had enough emblems for I think overall, I think like ten, ten uh, what's called the timeless fights. Got some timeless jewels, which is nice, uh, which is always good in SF to have like some options. So yeah, now I'm planning on doing alpha. With uh, reliquary scarabs, uh, with uh, all the mobs are magic, and mm -hmm. getting just like a crap on that. While at the same time also farming some nice corruption chambers and stuff to double corrupt some stuff. I got two soul tethers which I want to double corrupt. Um, that would go nicely if it's like a possible inquisitor, as I said. So I'm trying to figure out where to go while farming some of the new content and new atlas trees. But been really fun so far, like all the all the regions. But I did success successfully Piranha's farm and Ziri's foible. That was my first in, uh, farming, and that worked pretty well. Mm, nice. So, wait, were you specced into Piranha's with the goal of getting a foible, and then you got the foible after certain After moment? a lot of maps, but I, I got, eventually got it, yeah. It was also the first really noticeable item I got overall. <laughs> I mostly got, like, 10 fuses, 10 chaos, stack decks. I, th I think I got a the rest of the fines. That was like the other thing. I was like, oh, it's, that's an item. It scammed so hard with the foible. I think it was in the was it in the mayhem. I think it was in the mayhem. I 
think we talked about it even. Like I had an, a foible in Act Three pop up in the first zone after town, and, and I kept it. that zone open for like three hours until I was in higher acts so I could actually reliably farm <laughs> the amount of coins that I needed. Luckily, that zone wouldn't... Uh, it's one of the zones that has like a 30-minute reset timer, so it was pretty forgiving. So I just had a timer with run, running with 25 minutes every time I reset it. And then I just Bing! Came back. Oh, go back in. Go yeah, back exactly. Up. And then eventually I farmed up the stuff in like Act 6 in, uh, or Act 7, I farmed it up. When, when finally the Paranda's case would drop some decent amount of coins. I, I get my coins from Harvest. I just slap in League-specific crap uniques and the yep. craps out the 10k coins. Do that four times, you have all the coins you ever need in SSF. Yeah, I did and that yesterday with the Heretics Veil and got more than 15k coins. Yeah, that's some, some really good... If you know, just know what's rare. But there's some rare items that are just not good. Yeah. I think like Voltaxic, for example, gives a decent amount as well, weirdly enough. But I, slapped, I got like one of the crappy harvest uniques from the harvest that gave me the Parandas thing from the tier 4 seed, <laughs> and that gave so many coins, because that's super rare, but it's like super bad. So I was like, oh, that, i never <laughs> seen that before, that must be rare. Oh, it's probably harvest. Boop! Boop! Coins. Thank you. If I find a headhunter, I can buy The coins drop in stacks of 1,000. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I imagine they dropped in stacks of 1. That would be so troll. 32. Even if they were just like the normal, like, you know, 3 to 20 yeah, but to drop that amount, you'd just be like, I would just walk away. I would look yeah. at that and be like, nope. <laughs> the game would just crash. That sounds kind of like the same feel. Imagine you like, I don't know, like you bought something at like, I don't know, like bought like a coffee at Starbucks or whatever. You give them like, like I don't know, like a $50 or whatever bill. And they just like take coins out of the cash and slam it on the ground in front of you. That's the feeling you get from Parandas. You would just be like, no, man, it's not worth it. I don't know. It's just that cool. Yeah. Oh, and also more meme videos. But I think I talked about that earlier. I have a, I have a stupid meme video planned. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to that one. The don't. Don't. <laughs> don't look forward to it. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> it will be disappointing. Should I yeah. keep my expectations low that I will be positively surprised? Just no, don't. N neither of those. It's going to be really, really stupid. <laughs> Good. Uh... Yeah, I think we covered a lot of ground, and I think this is a good point to round it off. Um, ooh, um, I'm torn in between. Should I pass the mic around? Do you guys want to give yourself a shout-out once again? You already said what people should be hyped about. And at this point, I feel like feel silly putting you on the spot, so I'll just say, everyone, uh, guys, make sure that you're following Valor Mage. Make sure you're following Enki91. Check out the Arkwitch build guide if you haven't yet. That's... Uh, been approved by so many people starting to play the game and so many people whenever I talk about that build guide say that it helped them massively when they started getting into the game so if you haven't seen it yet definitely want to check out Yoji has a ton of helpful content on his uh, YouTube as well uh, well, uh, I mean depends you might consider it helpful and uh, and Valor Mage has a, a pretty popular Atlas guide on his webpage and has recently been also pumping out more YouTube stuff Yay. With thumbnails yeah. that work. Yeah. Well, you notice people notice thumbnails, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, people have eyes when they browse you. <laughs> That's weird how that works. But yeah, is there anything you want to add? Nope. Right. Well, you have the chance for the last word, then all we can have left to say is thank 
you to the audience for joining here. Make sure you check out the podcast and all the podcast platforms as well as Balor Mage's YouTube. And, um, wow, I didn't mess that up. I always say YouTube's Balor Mage. And the next episode will be in two weeks from now and will be announced uh, somewhere uh, in the second week from now. Week from now. Between a week from now and the podcast episode itself. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks. Okay, and now the pressure is off, and now we can talk about all the things that we don't want to talk about the podcast, all the top-secret <laughs> money-making strats of the 1% that we don't want to leak to the uh, general player base.